Wow. Record time. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to, to the Anime Collector and welcome back to the OCA podcast with me and my co-host Anjobo Agi, who stepped in literally the moment the broadcast started. <laughs> Let me go in and change the... Uh... Agi, I can't hear you. Are you talking? Turn that off. Can you hear me now? There, yes, I hear you. Can you hear me? I assume you can. I can hear Yeah. All right. Great. Well, um, yeah, I thought I was going to have to stall quite a bit. Uh, I guess FDDNM is not going to be joining us today, just so you guys know. Um, so it's just going to be uh, old school with me and Augie. Whoa. We've got a lot to talk about today. At the end of the uh, broadcast, we'll be going over Ghost in the Shell 2. And I'm just pulling up our notes here. So, um, first things first, I want to try to sort of, uh, Augie said that I, I'm doing something we always do, but I'm sort of giving it a name. Um, I'm going to start doing this thing where we have sort of an opening discussion uh, before we do pickups. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to just give you guys a couple topics, things that are somewhat noteworthy or things that just like information I want to get out there. And I'm going to let you guys chat about it in the chat uh, while we do our pickups. And then we can address what's been said afterward before we go into the news. So uh, the very first order of business I want to talk about is uh, AnyTuber Expo again. Um, that's been up for a while. I definitely suggest you guys go and check that out because it was a really amazing project that was put together and I had a lot of fun uh, being part of it. So uh, next, I want to mention that those be uh, the Best Buy um, pre-orders that were listed for two bucks, um, Best Buy has canceled all of those orders. So uh, don't feel too bad if you missed out on that. The next thing that, quite frankly, I don't want to talk about is the Logan Paul BS. Um, I'll just say for, I haven't watched the video. I'm sure it's been mirrored and uploaded other places. I know he took it down. Um, quite frankly, I'm, it, it, seems, it might seem weird that I'm going to say this, but I'm less upset that he did what he did. And I guess I should clarify if you've been living under a rock and don't know. Um, he was in Japan uh, doing a vlog series in Japan um, and if you guys don't know who Lo Logan Paul is, he's an ex-Disney Disney Channel star. He and his brother, um, Jake Paul, uh, are like, they're, I think they were really popular on Vine for a while. And then they've got like a ridiculous amount of subscribers uh, on YouTube. And quite frankly, they're just famous douchebags. You know, they're really annoying. Um, and he went to Japan and he intentionally went to the famous suicide forest. Uh, and he found a dead body and filmed it and it was like a fresh suicide. So people are up in arms about that. And quite frankly, I'm actually less upset that he did that and more upset that I have to keep hearing about it, you know, because um, quite frankly, I mean, I, I think that it's, it's morally rep reprehensible what he did, but I'm, I'm more surprised that people are surprised he did it because I feel like um, nothing this guy does would shock me anymore, you know, because he's just this, it's what he does. You know, I definitely don't think he's, he's sorry for what he did anyway. So uh, I want to move on from that. You guys can give me your input. Um, but quickly, my two you, cents on that. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Quickly. My two cents on it. What was the first topic again? The first topic was anti tuber expo. Then the best buy uh, chose not best. to honor the $2 pre-orders. Well, once again, I learned the same lesson as before with the best buy. Don't buy from them. 
Um, yeah, you know what's funny is that. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt here, but I just say that the thing that's funny about Best Buy is that the fact that they canceled those pre-orders, nobody. I mean, granted, they were probably going to lose millions of dollars, so I don't blame them for doing this because a lot of people placed pre-orders at that price, and it was like I think I was saving something like. 600 bucks or something. So um, they would have lost a lot of money if they had actually honored the price. But the funny thing is that nobody that they canceled the pre-order on is actually going to go and buy the thing from them anyway, you know, like afterwards. Oh, no. So I, I think that's funny. And for Logan Paul, if you're big, then go to snuff, expect bad. If you're snuff, <laughs> yeah. then go into snuff, expect bad. If you're nobody, then go into <laughs> snuff, hide, because you're about to be arrested. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. So the last thing I want to talk about before we go into pickups is a, um, it's kind of only tangentially related to us. I mean, I guess it's, it's related to us due to the, the connection to a convention, but, uh, there's sort of a controversy going on similar to what happened with, um, Ethan and Ela on the H3 H3 channel where they had that thing where bold guy sued them and, um, they went through that long legal battle about fair use, uh, that's happening again to a much smaller YouTube channel called Scarfing Scarves. That is a um, it's a, a channel that goes over. It, it, she basically does the same thing that we do on this podcast for anime collecting uh, sort of related things, except that she does it for Gothic Lolita stuff. She has a she has a series called like um, Last Week in Gothic Lolita or something something to that effect. So um, in the uh, description, obviously there's a link dump that'll take you to the Facebook uh, document that has all these uh, links and stuff in it that we're going to go over during the podcast. And I'm just going to regurgitate a little bit about what uh, another YouTuber named 42 believer said about this topic. But basically um, there's a really, I guess the best word is notorious uh, character in the Gothic Lolita um, community um, named John lay. Uh, he's, I guess the head of anime Matsuri which is a convention that has had um, a lot of, I don't want to say bad publicity, but like it's, it's just a lot of like weird things going on with it where you kind of hear that people are boycotting it or like these voice actors have vowed never to go there again or all these little things, but you don't, uh, if, if you're like me, you never actually heard why, like why did they decide to stop going to this convention. What is it about this convention that is so awful that people aren't going there? Um, so the thing about um, about this convention and, and John Lay is that this guy um, allegedly is a total creep, um, and he he uses his sort of status and position to sexually objectify and uh, harass, like straight up harass women um, in. And uh, 42 Believer goes into great detail on on like literally reading the screen caps of the IMs and all these things about all the stuff that he's done and in the sort of verbal, um, you know, sort of prodding that he does to try to harass these girls. Uh, so I definitely recommend you guys check that out because I don't I don't really want to go into all the detail on that. But basically what's going on regarding the uh, the controversy and the lawsuit or whatever is that scarfing scarves you know, doing what we do, talking about the news, you know, um, explained a sort of partnership between John Lay and another Gothic Lolita person, uh, and basically called out John Lay on his, um, sexual deviance, you know, and in doing that, uh, he 
issued a like copyright takedown on her channel on on the video in order to um, get that information basically uh, expunged from that portion of the internet uh, so that it wasn't you know getting out there to more people. So um, this is sort of the Streisand effect where you try to prevent information from getting out there and it just explodes. But basically I'm bringing this up because this is another YouTube channel. You know, Ben Franklin said justice is, will not be served until those unaffected are as outraged as those who are. Uh, and I just feel like this is something that we, uh, as a community, you know, in the sort of anime realm, especially with this connection to anime Matsuri really need to be at least aware that this is happening and sort of talking about it. Um, especially with anime Matsuri, if you live, I don't know where that is actually, but if you live in the area where that convention goes on, um, I felt like if, if I lived there, I'd want to know some of the stuff that's going on and why people are boycotting it because I wouldn't want to contribute to the, uh, um, to the convention, you know, uh, owners and whatnot doing the stuff that they're doing through the cash that I give them to go to their convention. You know what I mean? So Matsuri is in Matsuri is in uh, Houston, Texas. So they're probably flooded out okay. for the moment still. <laughs> yeah. Probably so still pretty much. So um, generic con drama pretty much. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, how do I put this? Every fandom of any kind, football, anime, Star Trek, whatever it is, there are creeps in all fandoms, you know, but because I'm in the anime fandom, you know, I mean, like just to give an example, like a ridiculous amount of NFL stars have been arrested for domestic abuse, you know, drunk driving, all sorts of things. Like there's just, there's, there's stuff that happens in every fandom and every community. Right. But because I'm in the anime community, I see what happens here under sort of a microscope versus the other stuff that I don't care about. Right. So in this community, for whatever reason, anime conventions, especially because I guess that's just, that's where a lot of people come together. You know, there's just so much controversy over some conventions, you know, seems like none of them have like a clean record. Um, I don't know. Conventions are really hard to put on. They take literally, literally the convention ends and the next day you're already planning the next one. I mean, it's, it's a ridiculous process, but anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. Um, do you have anything else you want to say, Augie? Yeah, that sucks. Yes. That's Mikonshki, Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, crap, I need, a, I need to pop up the ninja chat. Yeah, Likonsky says creeps like in perfect blue. And I'm like, yeah, that, that is accurate, it feels like. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that one guy we've talked about on the podcast, I think, before, uh, Johnny Otaku, who um, pinned the uh, – I forget which voice actor it was, but he, he saw her at the convention and pinned her up against a wall and said he wouldn't let her go until she got him an interview at Funimation or got him a job as a voice actor at Funimation. Um, I think, I think this particular fandom and fandoms like it, you know, um, are people who have mental issues, you know, like, um, particularly social awkwardness and whatnot, they gravitate to the anime fandom, you know what I mean? Um, and I think that we reap that. Uh, uh, as a community over the the weirdness where people don't quite know like their boundaries, you know? I don't know. I feel like I'm just reiterating the same point and I keep interrupting Augie, so I'm going to try to shut up and let him go ahead. 
Oh, there's always toxic people. Yeah. Um, that's just the nature of the beast. Um, hate that. Like, again, can't really say much. Hate that it's happening. But at the same time, there's cause and effect to this. So if he goes too harsh on this, it might backstab him or vice versa. Uh, I think it already has. Um, Streisand effect wise. You just hey, 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 because you what stop saying is, that curse word there. <laughs> well, he he issued the copyright takedown on the first video. Then her next video where she addressed that that happened, he issued the copyright takedown on that again. Now, if she gets a third copyright strike, um, she will lose her channel altogether. And the right. thing is that obviously this is a gross abuse of um, of the copyright system. So right. uh, she's obviously in the right, you know, she doesn't, she's not, um, actually, uh, for the record, I haven't watched her video. I'm just regurgitating again what, what the 42 Believer said. But um, obviously she's – her video was not – like the, the reasons for his cease and desist and, and copyright takedown are bogus. They aren't – they won't hold up in court. Um, and they definitely don't hold up in YouTube's policy guidelines regarding copyright takedown. So anyway, let's get this rolling since you're here. Um, you want to you start with your pickups? You're muted. You are muted. And I, I know. Um, I have not ate anything today. By any chance, can oh, you? Oh, you want to get it? some food? Yeah, I can. Right, I can start. I right, got some food. I just can you just start for it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So the first thing uh, I got knocked some goo gone off my desk, and it's gone. <laughs> um, the first thing I got, Augie was telling me. Uh, I think you said Neil Nadelman was talking about this. Um, it's a movie called Attack of the Super Monsters. Um, yep, it has little... a German name. Do you remember? Do you remember the German name? It's like Die von Attack of the Super Monsters. Okay, the German name is Dinosaur War Eisenborg, and this has a character in it named Satan Gott or Satan God. <laughs> so um, I picked this up. And Augie was telling me about it in between um, the last podcast and this one. And he said that he bought this one and the German version. Um, and when I went to uh, to look for it, I also found Attack of the Monsters. And this is, again, Attack of the Super Monsters. Uh, this is actually... I thought that this was the one he was talking about. So I picked this up. Um, this is actually a Gamera movie, like uh, sort of Godzilla's lesser-known... But yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say it's bad, but uh, this is not the German one. I, I later realized that because this one's animated and this one's not. So um, I later realized that and I also ordered the German. I found the German one that he was talking about and I know why he got it because it's got a really cool cover. Would you like for me to go ahead and reveal that? And yeah, do you have it? Did it come in the mail? Yeah, uh, pretty much five minutes before the podcast, a friend of mine came okay. over. I offered him a Kit Kat to bring it to me, so I got my copy <laughs> of it. Ooh. Don't know why it has Ultraman Taro. I went ahead and watched this, yeah. and Ultraman Taro so, is not on this. Um, in this. In, on the cover, that, that little like yellow box, is that a sticker that comes off? No, no, that is the it is ratings. Printed. It's printed on. Yeah. It's the rating system. So I whatever, hate that. So whatever. That's one of the main reasons. A, A, B, six. 
Bergerubin <laughs> means. <laughs> That's one of the main reasons why I don't like to import stuff from uh, from Australia or the UK or whatever, because it has that annoying little circle on it or the big boxes oh, yeah. and stuff. So next up are things I got from Sentai Sale. So I picked up AkiCon. Oh, I'm on Augie right now. There we go. I picked up AkiCon. Um, and uh, I heard two of my friends were talking about this um, while it was airing. Like they were they were watching it as it was coming out, um, like seasonally. And they were talking about it one time. And I they I I own I know almost nothing about it. They were just talking about a specific scene in it. And I just remembered the name and I had always planned on picking it up. So I got it when I was getting stuff on Sentai. Um, I also, uh, so I guess not last podcast, but the podcast before that, I mentioned that I had ordered Chihaya Furu. And then in the last podcast, I said, didn't I order that? Like I had forgotten about it. Turns out that it had been delivered during the time when I was in California. Cause I kept going back and forth, um, the last month. Uh, and I looked at the email and it said that, um, that it had been delivered and they left the note, but I, I guess the note had blown away because I didn't get it. So I went and picked it up from the from the post office. And here it is. And while I was at the post office, apparently a bunch of mail had also somehow been left there for God knows how long. And in that mail, I found a huge medical bill from a place I'd never heard of. So I still haven't gotten that sorted out. But I also ordered um, Chivalry of the Failed Knight. And I think I'm going to send this one back because there's a tiny rip. I don't know if you guys can see that right there. There's a rip in the, uh, um, in the cover. So I think I'm going to send this one back and get it replaced. Um, I also got, you guys can tell I got all the ones that were cheap <laughs> pretty much. I also got, uh, the flying witch. So there's that one. I got, haven't you heard I'm Sakamoto. Which actually, this particular one I'm really pleased with because there was a time when I first started collecting where every new thing I got and added to my collection, I felt like my collection was looking more and more visually pleasing. And then at a certain point, they stopped doing like individual DVDs and it just like, it seemed like everything you added was in a thinner 14 millimeter case, even if it was a box set, you know, and it just, it started to look like it was getting more uniform, you know, and, and part of the, the interest, the visual interest in design wise comes from variation. And I've got to say that this particular set right here with this very bold um, sort of color scheme, I feel like it looks really nice uh, specifically where it goes. I think it goes next to Hayate, the combat butler. It breaks up a, a, a portion of my collection that for a long time has just sort of irked me a little bit. So I'm, I'm actually really pleased with this one. And then the last thing I got from the Sentai sale is School Live, which I got uh, because of a video that Duo Review did been interested in checking this thing out this one i bought um at the same time as chivalry of a failed knight and this one is also kind of junked up a little bit like uh, you definitely can't see it but it's just it's folded over in a not so pleasing way in the way that it's 
the, the, the top is on there. So I might just go ahead and get, get both of those sent back and see if I get a replacement. The problem with Sentai, though, is that when you get a replacement from Sentai, you have to actually pay the money to send it back and hope that the one they send you as a replacement is better, you know? Like, I, I'm almost tempted to just order it from Amazon and then send back the ones I got from Sentai just because um, I know that I it, when it's Amazon, if they send me one that's just as junked up, I can just order a replacement. It doesn't cost me anything extra. So um, I also got... I've had uh, volumes one, two, three, five, and nine. Uh, they're actually like they're right there of uh, Super Robot Wars for a long time. Um, and this show, I'm not actually sure which volume is the rare one, but I just sort of was buying them when they when I saw them. Like I wasn't concerned about just getting the whole thing um, right away. I was just sort of like, eh, when I see them every once in a while, random volumes while I'm at the store. And since I catalog all my stuff and keep it on the app on my phone, I can check it when I see that it's at book off or something, and I'll just decide whether I want to get it. Um, but uh, I don't know what prompted me to do it, but I found – I just wanted to check what was the rare one. And it turned out that all the ones that I didn't have were actually really – cheap so i got volume four which i think is the rare one i'm not sure volume four and volume six and i've got volume uh volume eight and a second copy of volume nine that's on its way so once i get volume eight the whole the whole thing will be completed and then last thing actually there's something else um i i went to while i was in california my brother-in-law was watching movies on um on like a Amazon fire stick and he was scrolling through and I kept seeing your name pop up and I'm like, Oh, that's a great movie. And I just like mentioned it like pretty much every time it came up. And eventually he and I watched garden of words. And then um, I talked him into watching your name. Right. Uh, and primarily because I wanted to rewatch it with my wife uh, as well. Um, and we tried to watch it and the quality was just, god awful so we actually just hopped in the car and went to best buy and uh tried to pick it up and i don't know what's wrong with the best buy by the westminster mall but that thing is the most unorganized place i've ever been to um the the anime dvds were all over the place there was a couple sections of them and it's like oh there's five anime dvds here or five anime series here and then like the whole th the rest of it's empty like wow i guess they've had a lot of good sales and then you go around to the back it's like oh no wait this is the anime section it's just, it was crazy eventually i found your name dvd only i asked the guy who is in that area like do you have the blu-ray copy of this because i can see that there's a listing for it. Like there's a little tag for it, but you don't have any in stock. And he's like, what movie? And I'm like, your name. And then he like, it was a really bizarre experience where his eyes lit up. Like, like it triggered something. And he reached over and grabbed it. Was like literally he had another DVD copy of it right at the desk. He was at, I don't know why um, they, uh, they didn't end up having your name on Blu-ray there. So we got back in the car and drove to fries like right before, um, right before they, uh, they closed and I found your name like immediately. It was really easy to find. And I saw something else in the anime section um, that I want to show you that uh, I also picked up called um, Yasuharu Hasabe's Massacre Gun. Okay. Now this is not actually an anime just for the record. This is a live action Japanese movie. Um, but the reason I ended up picking this up is because not only does it have a really cool cover, but on the back, it says limited edition Blu-ray, 
3,000 copies only. So I thought, you know what? I might as well pick it up um, and check it out. And uh, when I got home, I looked up the uh, the company here, Arrow Video. Or actually what I did is, well, I looked up this on Amazon. And I saw other items that were like people who bought this also bought this. So I was looking through some of the other items. And um, I bought some of them, including this one, uh, Blind Woman's Curse. And uh, then I realized that not all of the items were actually part of this really, really super limited run. So this particular one isn't, but I'm going to show you the other ones that are, because I ended up, I, I did end up getting them. So let's see, let me do this a little bit this way. So first of all, there's Nikatsu Diamond Guys, volumes one and two. Uh, these things are really heavy too. These are nice cases, by the way. Um, so both of these are also limited to uh, 3,000 copies. Then there's also Retaliation, which is also 3,000 copies only, or so they say at least. Yeah, I just realized that um, the Blu-ray symbol on this one is actually like blue and painted on, but the, all the rest of them are in this clear case without that. Anyway, so um, there's also Stray Cat Rock, even though it looks like it says Stray Cat Rook. Um, I got two of these because, um, well, I have to send this one back to Amazon because they, they uh, sent me one with a junked up thing, but this one's okay. So this one actually just arrived. I just got this like right before the podcast. And then uh, the last two that I've got here, I've got one more that's coming. I'll tell you about in a second um, is uh, outlaw gangster VIP. And this one's actually like a, well, so was stray cat rook. It was kind of like a, probably a digipack style box set. And then there's this one. Um, which is Female Prisoner Scorpion, uh, the complete collection. Uh, this one is actually in an art box. And then there's one more, actually, just for the record, this one is this one's limited to 4,000 copies instead of 3,000. Um, and then there's one more called Battles Without Honor or Humanity. Uh, that one is really hard to get, just FYI. That one is also in, a, uh, in, a, in an art box like this. It looks really nice. Um, that one is going for like, $400 on eBay right now. So if you want to check them out, you can. I'm just letting you know that they're... For a Scorpion prisoner, does it feel... Yeah. Does the weight and consistency feel like uh, like the Nanoha, Nanoha limited edition movies? Uh, I wouldn't know. Oh. I don't have those. You don't have those? No. Nope. Oh, man. Just oh, yeah, haven't, haven't gotten around to pick them up. Yeah, talking about... Talking... Uh, behind the scenes here. Uh, what happened to my moderation? The other moderation uh, rights. Oh, that, we, that was, uh, that was on FDD and M. Okay. All right. Enough of that. They don't need to know that. So my turn. Yeah. Good. All right. Ooh, so which, which one's first? Uh, what I got from dirty Santa. Dirty Santa, uh, other stuff, or the Sentai Marathon? Um, start with whatever you want to do first. Okay, Reese, it's up to you. Which one should I start up first? Anyone can comment. Um, wow, that that really 
Start that. Say that again. I don't know if that was weird for anybody else, but that your audio just like remixed itself. That's yeah, because of this battery charger. For some reason, it ah. beep. Sentai? No, your, your Sentai. Audio, it, didn't, it didn't beep. It just went crazy. Like you, it sounded like you were like your, your vocals got all cut up. You know, it was weird. Anyway. Dirty Santa. So you got, uh -oh. I'd say. Audio was fine for okay. me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It might, it's just the bad connection the on comment. my end, I guess. I know. Okay. I see. One for one. Um, I'm going to vote Dirty Santa. Dirty Santa. All right. That's a tie. Uh-oh. Waiting for the comments to briefly catch up. Okay, three, two, one. The Dirty Santa. So the the Hula, the shenanigans I pulled this time around was there's an anime club that I go to, and I like Yushibu. Well, apparently they don't. Apparently they thought it was average or they just didn't like the show. So I had to keep hearing about this quote-unquote older show the whole time. So what I did was I bought four copies of this show. And I bought three other presents to combine it with. And a friend of mine showed me what he had. And he had Azamangadayo. So I snuckily wrapped his present for him to add another item. So you have one with Yushibu and... And uh, as among a dio, the other three that I bought was Outbreak Company, Watamote, and I took advantage of that Amazon deal for Steins Gate. So those were all paired with Yushibu. I wrapped them normally, or normal enough. But for the Steins Gate one, what I did was, it was in bubble wrap. I took the brown paper that you would see, see in like a Sentai box, wrapped it around, wrote a message, taped it with shipping tape, and I put bubble wrap on it, around it, and taped it. Now, this 42 roll of shipping tape, I used 22 yards all on this package, three different, cut three different ways. That way, if they're on a roll, they have to stop and refigure it. Then I did a lighter coat, then put it in the box. So, when they opened it, you have this one guy trying to figure it out. Luckily, it was a patient person who liked puzzles. So he was trying to peel this off, and this other guy was like doing this windmill motion to try to get all the tape up. He ended up with Legos, by the way. But from what I got from this uh, Dirty Santa were two items. One was the first volume of Saint Tale. <laughs> and Brad's favorite, Ghost in the Shell. Ooh. No. <laughs> oh, you're, no, oh you, no, no, no. you like your voice, don't you? Nope. You can map that to a phone, can't you? <laughs> All righty. And also, from a friend, friend, he gave me a Christmas present. He gave me uh, the sci-fi classics, ooh, which is not anime, and I apologize for not showing anime on here, but the one gripe I have is it has an episode of Clutch Cargo. Bastard. <laughs> So. I have episodes of Clutch Cargo on the uh, Captain Harlock and Friends. <laughs> oh, that's not that's not something to brag about. <laughs> that's not something to brag about at all. However, we 
me and my other friends combined, since he gave presents to everyone, we combined our money to give him this, the complete collection of Kaon. So, my, what fa what fair trades I've been with. Ooh. So, I own this twice, technically. All right. Moving this down. Down, and I guess so. And as a review for those who are now joining us, me and Brad got Attack of the Super Monster, which this is the American release. And I also got, because I, I like the cover a little bit, some others might not, the German version. Ooh. So now the Sentai Run. So, Lupus equals Garros. Apparently, the movie's about someone is killing the children. We must think about them. Yo, Zach, Yozakura Quartet. Something I know almost everyone has, but I haven't for a while. I don't have it. <laughs> well. Oh, a $3 one. This boy caught him a merman. Ooh. Looks very Kingdom Hearts-esque in design for this merman. <laughs> and finally, all these years, I've had the genie on of the first season, but... Uh, season two. Season three. And season four of Familiar of Zero. Ooh. This isn't working. Yeah, good enough. That was awkward. I apologize. After that, the Hentai Prince and the Stony Cat. Have you seen this one, Brad? No, but I, I know of it. Like I've seen it on, on eBay and stuff. I like I like the time stuff in that better than other shows that I haven't seen, so I can't really say that. Finally, all tracks for Mayo Cheeky. Had the sub, and this one has the sub and dub. After that, you know what happened uh, this Monday, Brad? What happened? Want to know what the big event was? Yes. <laughs> To give you a hint, it involves an elephant and a bulldog. I have no idea. <laughs> it was in Georgia. I'm sure you told me about it, and I don't recall. <laughs> it's the it's the state of the peach, which looks like an ass if you look at it at a different angle. Okay. Well, obviously, it's football, and finally, oh, all, right. all in this I know you ordered. showed me those already, yeah. <laughs> How, how, can I, how can I show you it? I just unpacked it during the podcast. So volume one, volume two. You told me about three. it already. Oh, yeah. Is that, and if, that's not the whole series, is it? Uh, And volume four. I'm not sure if this has the Christmas movie or not. Well, I'm not seeing the Christmas movie, so it's missing one episode. I tried watching it, and I was... Uh, Wait. Oh, my God. They only got half of this over here. Now I feel discouraged. 
I'm hoping that they uh, that, that they pull a high Q, even though in this show I don't think deserves it. I'm hoping that they pull a high Q and then they uh, they release the um, like a a version that has a dub and has the whole show. You know. Yeah. Well, what do you expect? The NFL funded it. Let me move this out of the way. I'm getting sloppy. Wait, what? The NFL funded it? Yeah, NFL Japan. Oh, okay. I was going to say... That explains the, like, all the wonky animation. It's not... I don't know why people like it. Like, to be honest. Yeah, it's a, I, it's I don't a quick shonen show. Or, yeah, well... It's I, repetitive I, and I quick, it has clip shows quick, out the ass. No, I mean, it's like, this is only 52 episodes what they released over here, and it, it yeah, seems like half. it's taking... Yeah, it feels like it's taking no, forever it's, for it to uh, go anywhere. It's 142 episodes. Could be off on that, but I know it's up there. There in episode yeah. count. I'm well, so discouraged. I, was, uh, I thought it was all episodes. So this yeah, only starts like, the... It seems like Sentai for a while was doing something like this where they were releasing four volumes you know, up to like this many episodes of a show, like they did this with Gintama as well. Yeah, I don't. I'm not sure why. Like maybe they thought, maybe they thought this might be popular. Let's see where it goes, and then they decided not to continue it because it didn't go far enough. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe Viz will get it. By the way, I I uh, found out how to op you on the call. Can you check and see if you can manipulate the? Uh... Let's see. Okay, try it now. So finally, I get all the tracks for MM. <laughs> finally, all tracks. And let me tell you, it's been a Night Raid 1931 for quite some time, which I think a certain someone's had an interest in this show. But watch out for those samurai harems coming your way. Ooh. Now, what's it say on the back? His skill with a sword is magnificent, but his social skills still need a lot of work. Then something I've been waiting to buy real cheap, which was Kurinai. What's it about? I think something with a samurai. I'm not sure. I'm probably dead wrong. What's it say? Takes on to speak. Okay, this is a drama. And... And one of the shows that I've reviewed before, which is Momokun's Sword. So finally, I own this. I found this to be a fun show, but probably not to everyone's liking. But I'm not you, so I don't know. And lastly, and this is one for one of you guys, making a suggestion for it. And that's... Uh, Hanayamata. So I now have it for us to... Was that Danny who suggested that? I believe so. Huh. Oh, and that was my... Sentai of Sentai pickups. Jeez. So, real quick. I know you had fun uh, using the mute function, but I want to know if you can adjust the, uh, the camera that it's focused on. Just the camera. I, I have it on, on Augie. Oh. <laughs> I want... Okay, at the bottom of the screen, do you have two little cameras, one of mine and one of yours, that you can see? Uh, yes, I think. Can you click well, on one of those, and does it, does it make a white box around one of them when you click on it? Like, go ahead and click back and forth, because right now I have it clicked on you. 
I want the audience to let us know <laughs> if you can click back and forth on the uh, on my camera and your like just not the camera, just the uh, the window that has our. You're making me. I'm going to take away your privileges. What are you doing? I, I don't know. I'm trying to do what you're saying. I don't my have gosh. the two buttons at the bottom. This is a dangerous game. <laughs> if I let somebody on here who didn't want to have their face shown, you could you could activate their webcam. <laughs> hey, better than that Subway sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying. I was just trying to see it because a lot of times when um, we end up accidentally leaving the like, I put the camera on you when you're trying to show something, and sometimes we leave it on you for a big portion of the podcast by accident. So I was trying to see if you could switch it over so that it would it would deactivate what I clicked on, but I guess that's not a thing. So I'm just no, gonna go ahead do and, that. I'm, I don't know. Audience well, well, privileges. I feel pretty safe. Oh. <laughs> I, I tried to revoke his privileges and booted him from the call. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Let me just go ahead and uh, <laughs> invite him back in. Grab the link. He's calling me. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling me back here? Okay. They can't they can't hear you. Uh just go back to the link. Uh, go back to the link. All right. <laughs> you call me back on Facebook Messenger. Woo. <laughs> there was a button. I thought I was ejecting his. I don't. I, I was ejecting him from the control room. It ended up ejecting him from the call. <laughs> oh, I'm going to catch up on the chat now. Some very popular opinions being thrown around about what the best live action uh, anime is. Uh oh. Did I like. He's blocked. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> No! <laughs> crap. Oh, crap. I have no idea how to get him back on. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> Bear with me for a minute, guys. Talk amongst yourselves. Okay, here, I think I see how to do it. Settings. Nope. Uh, oh my gosh. Does anybody know how to do this? Oh no. What a horrible. <laughs> I can't believe that button's there. <laughs> this is too funny. Uh, okay, unblock. Let me figure out how to do it. Click settings. Okay, so maybe I have to go to the chat section. Oh, this is not good. 
There's no button for that. Oh, because this is for Google Plus Hangouts. Click settings, type references, highlight blocked along the side of the other box. When the person you'd like to unblock, highlight his or her email. Click unblock and then click OK. Oh, God, why does it do? Okay, go to Hangouts. Hangouts. Okay, here we go. Open settings on Hangouts. I'll click. What settings? Okay, let me go to my YouTube. Uh, probably like in the actual YouTube. Um, Stream. Oh god, I can't believe this just happened. <laughs> it's too good. All right, here we go. It's gotta be here. Optional features. No, that's not it. Okay. Um events. Ah, I have limited or no ads. Thanks, uh, Thanks, Reese, for suggesting the title. <laughs> okay, here's the live control room here. This should be how I do it. Fingers crossed, though, because... Oh, my God. Here's the chat. Public view. Oh, my gosh. This is not good. Okay, it's probably in my channel settings then. Advanced. Where do I? It's under community. That's where it is. Okay. Community settings. Nope, not there either. <laughs> Shoot. Hmm. I'm going to message Mr. Nice Guy. Unblocking someone on Hangouts. None of these look like the, uh, the thing. See, the, the thing that's tricky about this is that I've got multiple YouTube channels. So when I actually go to Hangouts, it's not the Anime Collector channel that's connected there. It's my Gmail account. In the Hangouts in Gmail, I should see a drop. See, I don't have that. All right, let me let me see something. There's got to be another drop-down menu. Maybe this. Nope. How do I unblock you? Augie, can you try to join from your Jabu JB account until we figure this out? There's got to be a way to do this. I need like an intermission ad to play or something. <laughs> I 
it's different. It, it when you chat in here, it's a different name though. I might have to stop the the podcast and start it. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> help me, help me, Mister Nice Guy. <laughs> I don't know how to get him back on here. What does this button do? That's just telling me. Oh my gosh, I don't see a settings function. It's like a little question mark box down here. It's. Oh God. Uh, maybe there's a keyboard shortcut for blocking people bringing up the menu or something. Oh, cool. Only works for your audio. Interesting. Mute or unmute your microphone. Disable or enable your camera. Open keyboard shortcut screen. Oh, here we go. What is this? Option one. What does that do? That doesn't help. That wasn't helpful at all. Move focus to chat. That's interesting. Can I do that? Right. Um, where's the help? Help. Put that. Type in unblock. <laughs> Search Hangouts help. Unblock. Block or ignore someone. Unblock plugin. Unblock in Google Hangout. How can I unblock someone from Hangouts? There we go. Open Hangouts. That's, I can't do it that way. On Hangouts.com. Okay, I'm going to try it. I, it's not going to work, but. So I'm not logged in as the same thing here. Oh, 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 I can switch here. Awesome. Okay, so if I do it this way. Awesome. Okay. Yes, I know. Thank you. Okay. Settings. Here we go. Contacts. Wait, what did it say to do? Select blocked people. Click unblock. I don't see blocked people. Oh, because I didn't click on settings yet. I just clicked on menu. That didn't do anything. Come on. Contacts. Maybe I can do it that way. More. You've got to be kidding me. Let me refresh it. Are you going to give me the stupid welcome menu again? Contacts. Holy crap. I'm so close and it just won't. Let me, I'm going to open this on Safari. Because I've had, for whatever reason, Google Chrome does not work with certain Google features. You have got to be kidding me. Hangouts.google.com. Switch to this account. Oh, God. Then switch to 
my brand account for the anime collector. And I get to go through the stupid menu <laughs> uh, slideshow again. Well, this is an interesting. Uh... Oh my god, I can't load anything. Augie, create a new Gmail account <laughs> while we wait. Maybe I can. Try something here. No, it's got me as the wrong account here. Why does it do that? Maybe I hit manage account. Manage permissions. Nope. Dang it, this this podcast was supposed to be one of the shortest ones. <laughs> That's looks. Okay. Guys, what am I doing wrong here? Contacts. Settings. How does this maybe I'll try to open it in a new tab? Sometimes that works. You've got to be kidding me. Like, it's not actually loading the whole page. All right, there's got to be another way to do this. I go back to YouTube. I try to do it through Gmail, I guess. Google doesn't open Gmail. Why is Google Chrome so terrible? Okay, here's Augie. Can I know you're calling me? Okay, I'm gonna undo that headphone so they can hear you. Okay, so I swapped to my other accounts. Okay. And you so can't. let uh, Mr. Nice Guy know I have more than one account. <laughs> so, how do I add you again? How do you add me again? Just go to the to the link I sent you over okay, Facebook. They can hear me. Yeah. Go to the link I sent you through uh, Facebook. What is it? Okay, I will just send you the link again. <laughs> this is weird. I can hear you, hear you through the time delay, but not through the phone I'm using. Hang on. Sent again. I'll send it here too. Is there a way to message in here? I don't even know. Okay, so click on that. Yeah, click on that. Are you sure you don't need the other account? I don't need the other account. I just need you in here. 
You can join, Mr. Nice Guy, if you want, if you know how to help. I can't believe there's no button to quickly do this. This is so weird. I can now hear you through this phone, like in this 10-minute time delay, <laughs> and the link still doesn't work. So I need to add this new account to you somehow. I'll be juggling this in a delay. Uh, let me try to let me try to add you directly. Here, message me message me your email associated with that and maybe I can unblock you doing it by sending a direct uh, thing to it. Absolutely nothing to what you said right now. Of course. I just threw my AirPods. Technical difficulties, guys. How fun is this? How is there no button to, to do this? This is ridiculous. There's no, there's no way to do it. I can't get to the contacts button. Every time I hit it, it's not opening up the. It just go. It just takes me back to the same thing. See, I can get there as long as I'm not connected to. The anime controller, this is so annoying. Oh, God. Oh. This is so stupid. This, okay. Uh, what's the speed thing on my end? Would stop. None of these buttons. Okay, the only button that works is video call. And then once I'm in the video call, it's got the wrong. Oh, God, what a horrible, what a horrible day. I'm going to send you a different link. Try to join that. I'm I'm logged in as the wrong account here. I did. I did. Yeah. You want to get out these other hangouts. This is so ridiculous. Yeah, but see, it's the wrong account. Nobody can see this. This isn't part of the stream. Yeah. I'm logged. Now there's sirens on your end. It's it's the feedback loop. I'm just trying to let people hear you. You need to create it. Just create a new Gmail account. Okay, fine. I'll create a new one. <laughs> uh, why? Why did this have to happen uh, <laughs> after? <laughs> this had to happen after pickups. Okay, I could have stalled. <laughs> All right, I'm going back with the with the AirPods. What a nightmare. Okay, I need suggestions, people. Do you see any links that'll help me? <laughs> so the way that I blocked him, Mr. Nice Guy, is I clicked on the control room and I gave him privileges because I wanted him to see if he could click on, um, like where you are at the bottom, there's the, the multiple cameras that you can tell uh, the broadcast who to focus on so that it'll focus on them even when other people are talking, right? And uh, I tried to get him those privileges, and all he used those privileges for 
was to continue to mute me. <laughs> so I went to remove those privileges because it, it appeared that he wasn't able to actually do the thing that I was asking him to try to do. And I hit the, the button to what I thought was the button to get to to disable the additional privileges, and I just kicked him from the broadcast. <laughs> okay, hold on. Reese says. Oh, yeah, the second email. Okay, no. <sighs> I don't care. It has to be like, you have to be older than a certain thing, though. So just go ahead and. It's the same link. It's the same link. Let me just go. I'll, I'll copy and paste it again. I might as well let everybody join the call. Let's <laughs> have a free for all for a while. I can hear you. They cannot know. What's up? Hey. So, first off, can your audience hear me? Or did you block me already? It's already two. <laughs> you should be. You yeah. should be. Uh... Okay. Yeah, man, I will be honest. I don't really know how to help you here. I just, <laughs> I've never had to block someone. I've never had to mute someone on my own channel. So it's like, okay, I don't know how to undo something I've never done. It's Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, uh, he, he can still hear me? Yeah, he can hear you, but you can't hear him because I'm hearing him through my uh, headphones. Yeah. Sorry about that if I'm talking over you right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here, I'll, I'll give you, I'll send a link, though, just out so this gets a little bit of traffic on, you know, whoever's still awake on my end. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead and go ahead and uh, stall for me. <laughs> yeah. Call um, hope everyone's having... Do you think that'll help? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in about two to five weeks. Um, yeah. Hope everyone is having a good night. Uh, I just got off of work, so I'm sorry if I don't sound as energetic as I normally do my normal uh, podcasts and whatnot. Uh, quick little shameless plug here. I will be streaming Sunday with a few other people talking about Devilman Crybaby, kind of in uh, somewhat detail. So if you got any interest in that, you can swing by there if you want. Uh, have you seen... Have you, have you, I know you haven't finished it, but have you started yet, Brett? No, I I I, uh, I probably won't watch it for a while. Um, uh, I want to watch the original Devilman. I've seen the the OVA that was released here a long time ago. We actually did it on the podcast as one of our Watch Club titles. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm in, I'm in my Google Plus um, profile. I wonder if I can unblock people from here. Yeah. All right. Well, as you work on that, I'll just keep talking for a little bit. Uh... But yeah, um, oh hey, you've, you know, I've seen your, uh, you got a nice little bump. I saw right now. Look at your uh, subscriber thing for after post expo. So that's good. Glad yeah. That, uh, glad they get you some traffic. I pre I'm really happy about that. Your work was really good. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Uh, let's see. My own video wise, what I'm doing on my own channel right now is 
well, to be honest, I'm not doing much at the moment. I'm basically commissioning, or I was commissioned to basically help other people with their videos for most of the month. So I might just be able to get maybe a quick thing out by the end of the month, basically a quick best of 2017 video, but I don't know. I'm, uh, as my thumbnail suggests, yeah, not a lot of people actually figured it out. I'm actually helping out under the scope right now with his um, big end of your video. Yeah, so I know. That's... Why do I hear the calling noise, Augie? Are you calling me again? Even though you're already called. What is going on? What is that noise? That's on this end. I hear, I hear a ringing. Augie, are you calling me? He stopped talking. Oh. Why are you calling me when we're already in a call? <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, chat, let me ask. What was some of your favorite, uh, what's called, anime from 2017? Could be a big one. Something like My Hero Academia or Akago Made in Abyss. Or is it something tinier? Something that people maybe have kind of overlooked or kind of forgotten. A lot of things people forgot about by the end of the year. Like Scum's Wish and Akka and other things out there. Did anybody finish Samurai Jack? Just curious from uh, Satan666. I did. Uh, I was watching that thing religiously almost as it was coming out the last season or so. It, cheesy by the end. Very Gurren Lagan-ish in its ending. However, for a series that more or less died 15 years ago to finally get its one sort of send-off, I'm okay with it being somewhat cliche, somewhat cheesy. Uh, what was the first anime DVD you ever purchased from uh, Denai Os... Oh, I'm sorry, I can't say the last name. <laughs> okay, Danny. Um, I was actually... The first thing I ever got was for $7 from eBay. It was a copy of Paprika by Satoshi Kon. I still have that one. In fact, it came with a little note by the... Who's just some guy named David just saying, hey, I really enjoyed this. Hope you do too. And... You know, it, you know it's... Not saying that's one. That's the reason why I like it, or one reason why I'm so high on the one property. But it's really good. There, it has some it, that one DVD on its own has said available values to me, not the actual pro the property itself. Made in Abyss was very good, apparently. Well, I mean, if you didn't, well, I mean, really check it out if you can. I know, uh, Anime Strike is no more, so it should be easier to watch on Amazon, uh, or at least via Prime. Um, it is really good. It is one of those things where if you kind of know going in that it's supposed to take twists kind of loses its I don't want to say gravitas but it does lose some of the impact just kind of go in don't really look back. up anything expect something hey there you go oh thank Hooray. god oh, man <laughs> all right I gotta close they all these complain tabs. about yeah. it they played their subtitles for uh Hamaru Chan for some weird reason uh so much crap <laughs> Right. I gotta. Okay, you, okay, you left the the Facebook message. Good. Okay. All right. How someone's ego. <laughs> that was probably the worst time for for that to happen during the podcast. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. All right. So. Uh, going on. Well, I'm, news. <laughs> well, I'm yeah. randomly here now. Uh, do, you, do you need me? Honestly, I know this is kind of your guys' show. I'll just kind of quickly stop it in to help stall. Fair enough, fair well, enough. You can hang I mean, I was just planning to do some editing right now. In fact, I got some food on the stove real quick. So I'm going to be muted. I'm going to be muted. And if you guys want to bring me to something real quick or something, I'll uh, chime back in, okay? Or, yeah, if you just want to, if you have anything you want to say about any of the stuff we go over, feel free. Yeah, I'll just be muted. I actually have to take care of other things. Just kind of okay. come in here real sure. quick to help go you stuff. So, and okay. then I, have, I haven't eaten anything in 10 hours. Yeah. I'm kind of hungry. So I'm going to do that real quick. I know how that feels. 
Yeah, I'll uh, I'll be here. If you guys right. want to me, I'll be here. Appreciate it. Thanks again. All right, so let's. Uh... That's not the us tab. I'm trying what? to find. I cannot find us. This is a peril of. Bizarre. There we go. Okay. All right. I'm going to uh, start going over the news now. Right. We. That's where we're at right now. Right. I haven't totally screwed up the whole thing. <laughs> well, uh, you need to add your second screen. Oh, yeah, I'm about to hit the OK button on that. Is that is that where we're at? We good? Yep. I hope right. so. Here we go. Horror of the Underworld. Getting funded is almost none. Uh, Akira Suzuki, a freelance 3D CG artist in Japan, who worked on such things as... Somewhere around here, whatever this thing is, and the uh, baby Titan clip from Attack on Titan, the live-action movie. Uh, so this thing, I don't know, it doesn't look, let's say, but it looks, uh, where's the thing? Oh, it doesn't look good at all, but the price, geez, I mean, if you scroll back down to the snake thing. Yeah, well, this is, okay, this is what he's already done. This is the progress on what he's already done. So he's already got the screenplay done. He's already got the storyboarding done. He's got 90% of the 3D modeling done, 30% of the animation done, 20% of the composite, and 0% of the sound. Oh, good. I'm glad you explained that because I thought it was funding for the other way around. Like 0%, he has all the sound, and the last thing he's going to work is the storyboard and screenplay, which that makes uh, sense, what you described. He's done. The current state of the project uh, to create a 25-minute version is is 100% done for all this. And then, yeah. So, so um if you scroll back up to the beginning picture, I just want to make one slight comment on it. That it looks like the thing from uh, Resident Evil? Yeah, it looks like Nemesis crossed over with the zombie-ass Toilet of the Dead for some reason. Is it Nemesis or Nemesis? Hey, uh, Adam's, Adam uh, Sessler said Nemesis, so I'm sticking with Nemesis. <laughs> That makes it exchange. Who knows? He might have been uh, joking. Um, I'll follow this guy. So anyway, um, this is a kind of similar to the soloing. What was that other one called? The soloing. Um, um. What was it? Soloing all of the. Let's look that up. I don't know. You guys remember we talked about it a while ago. They, they were sold. The one guy was making the whole movie. That's kind of what's going on here, I think. Uh, yeah, I actually haven't read any of this except for that thing at the bottom. Um, but uh, if you guys want to, it's in the it's in the link dump. If you go to the the uh, Facebook, uh, I've got linked in the. Well, your uh, your email just got leaked. Your new email, Augie. <laughs> Oh, crap. The link, to, the link to the hangout. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done is, today. Is this, is this payback for me making noises on the phone when people didn't hear me? <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, the other one we've got here is the John Arkham animation series. Um, 
this I don't think has a DVD. Um, it also looks terrible <laughs> and is probably not going to get funded. People, I mean, this is only three thousand dollars, but I mean, it just look it doesn't look good. So you can uh, you can go after it no. if you want to, but like I said, there's no there's no physical release, so it's not. I, well, I don't care. You know, tent and animation, not still frames and slight motion. It's basically a motion comic. Is what it is, and it, it doesn't seem interesting. It doesn't seem like anything is, uh, um, is terribly interesting about it. And it just is not like, it doesn't feel that original either. You know, like it's not was you know doing something where it, you could tell that the guy had uh, sort of had a little passion project he's been developing on the side for a long time. He's already done the screenplay and all that, and he's just wants a little bit of funding to get through it. Although hit that that one is a ridiculous amount of funding that he's trying to get. So and he, they definitely neither of these are probably going to uh, get anywhere. But I thought we'd discuss them just because we found them uh, in the last two weeks and thought that you guys might be interested uh, in convention news. Market uh, 93 attracts 550,000 attendees across three days. Why we decided to put Comicat in here. Uh, what, what was interesting about this? Oh, uh, well, what's impressive is the for Comicat, that is a do that's a Dojin anime or that's a Dojin yeah. convention. Just like so it's more than half a million for a Dojin convention. Is that I guess I guess is the interesting thing about that. Oh yeah, in just three days. I mean, over here, AWA only had like forty thousand, and Otakon I think okay. had fifteen thousand this year. Had so just by comparison, twelve hundred thousand. I'm not sure. Anyway, um. So moving on to the next thing, no live action anime news uh, this this time, probably because most of the stuff we just skipped over. Because as you can see, we've been a lot more selective with what we're going to talk about. Um, try to shorten this podcast, although we have a huge gap in the middle now that I'm going to have to figure out how to remove and post um, potentially. Uh, so Mission Ice Guy kind of brought this up. Amazon shut down Anime Strike. Um, Basically, it just did exactly what we said as soon as Anime Strike launched. I think we said that on the podcast. We're like, this is dumb. We should probably, um, they probably should just go ahead and uh, wall was a, a dumb idea. And now it looks like they've uh, sort of done exactly what we said they should have done in the beginning. Yeah. Um, May Consortium Japan's Anime Now site has shut down. It's a site that news. Shut, shut down. I don't think many people know what that is well yeah i don't think it's terribly important i'm just bringing it up um now this one uh, i thought was interesting violet evergarden is simulcasting in countries that are not the united states so if you if you live in canada um they are uh, you can see here in this screenshot it's already available in both sub and dub i've heard like these will be available Available, and I guess this is like day of or whatever. I don't know, but um, Space Dandy is going to make a triumphant uh, return on Toonami on the 27th. So, two, or are they just airing it again? Or I think they're airing it again because of the delay of some show that they're trying to bring okay. over here. Bring over. Yeah, so I'm not sure if it's other... a Lupin de delay or if it's a uh, Fully Cooly season two and three delay. 
So Stardust Crusaders is on. Apparently, huh? I yeah. didn't. I didn't realize Stardust Crusaders was airing on uh, yeah, Toonami. Yeah, it's been airing on Toonami. I I don't watch Toonami anymore because I I don't have cable and stuff. But um, that's interesting. I like how Outlaw Star and Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex Second Gig are both um, I, are still on Toonami. I think that's cool. I think I think that they just downright own Cowboy Bebop and Ghost in the Shell. Cause <laughs> Ghost in the Shell, even though it was not on Toonami for a while, you can go on to uh, AdultSwim.com and watch just stream all the episodes. Yeah. So well, what is this? Which, uh, being able to stream all the episodes, Godzilla Island, um, well, I'm going to just read the title, Reduces You to Rubble with Action Figure Mayhem. So they have this um, series that they made, uh, Toho did, Island. And for a limited time only, apparently, on their um, official Godzilla YouTube channel, every episode from this is streamable. What this is, is... Um, it's a Godzilla series with like, I don't remember how many episodes, but it was quite a bit, like I think over a hundred. They are. Every episode is like all the characters in it, all the Godzilla characters, they're action figures. And it's just, it's just the toys. Like they made this whole series just to sell the toys. Um, and they, all they have in them are the action figures. So, but if I, if I kind of like scrub through here, like it's, like obviously miniatures and stuff. So it's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting concept and then they've got some live action bits in it too. So um, it's pretty interesting. I just thought you guys might enjoy that. And Japan animator uh, exhibition is streaming uh, Yamato Lloyd again for a limited time. And this is again, this is part of the Japan animators expo, which is, you know, Anitube expo. The thing uh, I was talking about earlier, and also during last podcast with Mr. Nice Guy, and all that stuff. Um, so, um, sort of promoting the release of the special edition for um, Dentist Blu-ray for the Japanese release, because that is coming with all the Japan Animator Expo um, as special features. So, I just wanted to share that with you guys. Uh, and then theater releases. Uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower is coming to theaters January 18th only, I'm hearing. And we've got a giveaway here directing you guys towards if you want to enter for it. The grand prize is two tickets to see Mary and the Witch's Flower in a limited edition stationary set. That includes notebook, a notepad, four postcards cards, washi tape, and temporary tattoos. <laughs> I love it when they're just like, what do we do? It's like, oh, stickers, you know. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> temporary tattoos. Um, and then apparently, oh, so it also comes with a Blu-ray of When Marnie Was There, a Blu-ray of The Secret World of Arietti. And second place is two tickets to see it uh, on January 18th in a limited edition stationary set. Third place is just two tickets to see it. So uh, if you guys want to enter it, you can do it here again you just got to go through the um description to the facebook stuff and then to that uh article here 
Digimon Adventure Try Loss is coming to the, uh, U.S. theaters um, on February 1st. And I guess they're actually, from what I read here, they're going to be doing all the Digimon Try movies from here on. So 4, 5, and 6 uh, are going to be coming to uh, U.S. theaters. So and seeing that, that's pretty cool. And the um, English dub for A Silent Voice is coming to theaters on February 2nd. So the day after uh, that other one. Anyway, keep let's keep it going. We've got series news. I'm just going to go ahead and open all of these. All right. So we got like 30 articles about this. Tiger and Bunny director confirms he will not work on the new anime series. I'm sure Augie, you're the one who's going to want to talk about this. I found this other article. I'm just going to say it says here. I received no offer from Tiger and Bunny new anime. Oh, he wasn't oh. even asked. Yeah. Okay, so I guess they were trying to avoid cost, apparently, which is strange because as much as popular as the show is, and I think it did really well merchandise wise. Oh, have you seen? Have you seen? Um, well, this the it is uh, again. I think we've we've talked about this before. That I, list of the the ja Japan's ranking for anime of all time tiger and bunny's the top one for some reason um if you haven't seen it before it's a world full of heroes and they do the heroing as really as like a sports competition with sponsors and all this other stuff um hi it's high action high thrilling you i've a lot of people fall in love with the characters you have Barnaby and a uh, uh, guy who's not Barnaby. I forgot. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. Um, I haven't watched it, so. Well, we have watched Karos, and I and yeah. I believe last podcast I asked if there are going to be another Tiger and Bunny, and lo and behold. Cast. I don't know what it is about our podcast, but everything we bring up comes true. Uh, and we've got this article, which I thought was hilarious. Uh, Adult Toys. <laughs> Glue and corned beefy to uh, sponsor new Tiger and Bunny anime series. So apparently, <laughs> apparently this isn't the type of adult toys I was thinking of. <laughs> um, no, it's no, just no. these like, are big. These are big for, people toys. Yeah, for um, you know, like not not kids toys, but action figures and collectibles and stuff. Uh, the kind what that the kind that you spend a lot of money on and never play with. Okay. Um, moving on. To the next one, and we'll start screening Hayao Miyazaki's new short film *Bore the Caterpillar* on March uh, 21st. Correctly, this short was the one that Miyazaki wanted to do back when he was making *Princess Mononoke*, or rather, when it came time where he was going to do *Princess Mononoke*, he was conflicted on whether or not he wanted to do *Princess Mononoke* or this short. Um, Somebody like kind of pushed him in the direction of okay, because it was an action uh, series, like an action movie, and um, getting older. And they thought you action movies should be done while you're young. You're able to do them better while you're young. So um, they push him in that direction. So I just thought it was interesting if this is in fact the one he was working on, um, that it's taken him this long to finally do it or maybe it's been that's no, like it was yeah if i can uh chime in real quick what's up uh back during the that time 
he was actually working on a chimney movie. I forget what the actual um, title was, but uh, it was something about a chimney sweeper. That was going to be the uh, w with a kind of a um, an Italian theme setting because of Miyazaki's affection for that city and that archi architecture. Mm -hmm. uh, that's. I know he's worked out. I know he's wanted to do other shorts. I know other things have been like okay for one reason or another. He hasn't been able to make them. Things come up. The fact that he doesn't really write a lot of scripts, he sometimes abandoned abandons things early on. But around that time, that was the big thing that ended up being dropped. Well, I distinctly remember in maybe two thousand eight or so, maybe even earlier. No, probably four. Um, I remember distinctly reading an article about this where it specifically talked about a insect crossing a road. So I know for a fact that, I don't know if it was Boro the Caterpillar, but there was something specifically that was themed like this that he was interested in doing. Um, so I, I've actually never heard of the Chimney Sweep one. That might have been um, a different uh, anime that conflicted like a different maybe that was around the time of the wind rise or some, something else i'm just saying like it might have been something else because i i distinctly remember hearing about the uh the insect crossing a road that it was something that he was totally fascinated with and wanted to uh do a, a, a short about so or a movie i'm, I'm not sure yeah. anyway actually so, actually you're um you're right i'm looking this up real quick uh that was around that time i forgot around a spirited away time the okay. other idea he had, it was called, it was going to be Rin and the Chimney Painter. That was the working title. Rin and the Chimney, and the chimney Painter. Okay, that sounds more like him now. Yeah, but... Um, it was about Chimney Sweep. I don't, I don't see him touching Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I, I wouldn't mind an anime Mary Poppins. That's That sounds interesting. But, yeah, that was... Um, okay, okay, I was spirited away. Not, uh, not Mononoke airtime. Okay, I watched... Uh, uh, I'll watch a Mary Poppins anime, but it has to be a joint venture between Toei and JC's staff. I'd take that. But, um, right, next. yeah, I know. Good. Like I said, Miyazaki dropped. Like, he has like, so many ideas. He's wanted to do Ponyo 2 for a long time. Porco Rosso has been something that for like 20 years has been like, oh, I'll do that next. I would like to see Ponyo 2 because when I first saw Ponyo, I saw it in theaters, and I weird in theaters that whole time because i didn't feel like i was watching a ghibli movie i didn't feel like i was watching a miyazaki movie until the very end and i'm like oh finally we're getting into it and then credits started rolling i'm like what you know it's over or 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 you could watch a better ponyo called lou over the wall the new yuasa movie I'll have to check it out. <laughs> I don't know. Just you you know my opinion on the whole ponyo thing, but just it's like, why a sequel to that? Like what else is there? And so when people say they want a sequel yeah. to Spirited Away, it's like there's nothing left. There's no other story to tell. Do the did the parents turn back to full human or do they have a pig's tail? I mean, they don't really go into that detail with Spirited Away. <laughs> yeah, but you two weren't whisked away by the majesty and magic of David Bowie. <laughs> May you rest in peace. Yeah. David Bowie voiced, uh, voiced the magician in Ponyo. I still haven't seen that movie. No. Him winning, oh, uh, that was Liam Neeson. That was Liam Neeson. Oh. What in the world did he do? David Bowie? Yeah, with Ghibli. Or am I thinking of something else? You're thinking of like the Legend of the Dark Crystal or, or Labyrinth or something? <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll look okay, this up. Gotcha. I'm wrong. David Bowie anime. Let's see what he's done. 
I feel like he's. I feel like he would have some. <laughs> he's well, in a lot of uh, Final Fantasy art, but I don't think he realizes that. Uh, well, I'm not well, seeing, I, I'm I not know that any. he's referenced in Xenosaga. There's a character named Jiggy Stardust. Yeah, I do know there's been a lot of characters in anime, kind of yeah, I, in one way or another, um, referenced or like some homage and designed by him. But uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. There is no voice acting. Yeah, you know what I would love anyway, like yeah, the one person I would want to see in anime, but he's never been in one. As far as, far as I know, so. Tim Curry. Tim Curry. One Piece. <laughs> oh, he's in a One Piece episode. Well, he, technically, there's a character designed after his Doctor Frankenfurter. No, no, I just, I just want Tim Curry, just full on Curry, just. You, in you anime. think that he voice acted something? But I get what you're saying. Well, he's not. He's well, not he, he voice acts a lot of stuff. He just doesn't do anime. <laughs> you no, know, I'm just saying. Like, I don't. Uh, he's I Nigel don't... Thornberry, isn't he? Uh, Nigel yeah. Thornberry, Sludge Monster from Fern Gully. A lot of villains. Uh, the Captain Planet person. Here, behind the voice actors, because I know he's got a, several surprising titles under his belt. I think him and Mark Hamill are up there on different yeah. castings. Well, Mark Hamill, he just got that Star Wars money. He can do what he wants. Oh, hey, uh, in the Star Wars: The Clone Wars, um, he was Darth Sidious or Palpatine. That makes sense. Okay. Sentai Filmworks licenses uh, the Seven Heavenly Virtues anime. I don't know anything about this, but I thought thought we'd talk about it. You know, Sounds like, really saucy. Wanna, What's it say? Get it into the uh, into like the zeitgeist of the podcast, so that when it comes up later on, we we will have already broken the ice on it. You know what I mean? Um, okay. So they've they've licensed the Winter 2018 Bishojo anime, the Seven Heavenly Virtues. So um, I guess this is obviously not. It's coming out like in 2018 and you know, obviously this month, basically. But yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up. Um, Such as four home video volumes. So, so four specials. Th- this is the Japanese uh, release of it, not the. Um, Wait, does it say with manga? Okay, I'm wrong. That's just yeah. You know, what you're saying. Four home video volumes. If it was if they came with the manga, I, I misread that. I thought it was four volumes with the manga, or four. Anyway, I'm thinking something else. Um, next up, we've got Viz Media licenses the new Captain Subasa anime. It'd be great if somebody would license the old Captain Subasa anime, but uh, we're it's a start, right? But would they call it Captain it's Subasa, or would they call it Whistle for the original? That's up to them. Is, is that another one owned by Toei, by the way? Let's find out. TV Tokyo. I don't see it. Definitely don't see Toei, but... Yeah, fair enough. Sounds like it's Tsuchida production. You want to check the old one real quick? We are, we just checked the old one. Oh oh yeah, we did. You're right. That is the old one. I thought that I thought I clicked on a link through that thing that would have taken me to the new one. Anyway, um, uh, Violet Evergarden is going to have 14 episodes in total, and there'll be four Blu-ray DVD volumes split into three episode, four episode, three episode, four episode. This is again for the Japanese release. Um, it says Japanese subtitles only, no English subs. 
managed to embed this Twitter link differently than the last one, but that's interesting. Um, so I thought this was interesting. The King of Fighters Destiny CG series gets two more seasons in a film. That's sort of a huh. guilty pleasure for King of Fighters. Um, I really love the Fatal Fury uh, series, like the, the movies that they release. I really enjoy those. I like the characters from King of Fighters a lot more than the characters from Street Fighters, personally. I thought, I thought King of Fighters was... Uh... No, that's Virtual Fighter. Okay, so this is another SNK I, fighter. I like that one, too, actually. Um, so this one... I wish this yeah, got a SNK. release over here. King of Fighters, another another day. This thing is, like, super short, though. It's episodes, four episodes. So Anyway, um, moving on. So this is interesting that, that this news is coming out now <laughs> uh, on Crunchyroll, but Takeshi Kitano teases anime project on 2017 TV special. So basically a year ago, uh, he may or may not have been hinting at the idea that he would be working on an anime project. Um, so just real quick, Takeshi Kitano is the guy who played um, live action Ghost in the Shell. Um, so I just want again, it's one of those things I just want to sort of get is it this, into the zeitgeist of the podcast. That's is the... This the uh, Sorry, I'll jump in real quick again. That's the Takeshi's challenge, yeah? That infamous video. Yeah, I was about, yeah, yeah. I was about to ask that. Takeshi's Unknown Legends is the show, this particular one. But yeah, I think he is the same guy from Takeshi's Castle. The Battle That's Royale crazy. guy? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. So anyway, he's a very popular actor who's done um, film and video games, but not... You know, be interesting to see where that goes. Um, and then, Augie, you want to take this one away? All right. So they are Sunrise is releasing a high definition re release of Crusher Joe, Joe Votoms, and Dub Gundam Double O, which we already have Crusher Joe over here. Gundam Double O, this might be the release that. Uh, this right is Awakening. Was this is a um, Double O Awakening of the Trailblazer. So that's the movie. Yeah. Then and so we we actually have all of these things over here, but this is like a what a 4K? What does 4DX mean? I'm a I well I can't really read it. I'm assuming it's a higher definition. If anything, if it's getting if Votoms is getting released re-released, it's possible to get another maybe a potential it coming over here again. Mm-hmm. Uh, hold on, I'm just checking this. Oh, um, Reese just sent me something. Let me go ahead and stop uh, broadcasting real quick. Uh, the pull what he just sent me. Come on. All right. Here. Okay. Uh, and go back to that. Okay. Uh, G Kids licensed Lou over the wall. Night is short. Walk on girl anime film. So um, interesting. Uh, uh, oh, but they paid the rights? Yeah, G Kids got the they yeah. got the rights for it. So I, I like their um 
how they basically their 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 box covers for their movies and whatnot. Yeah, uh, again, I uh, we like well, to say they're owned by uh, Shout Factory, so. It's, I read something that makes me wonder if they are actually owned by them. Um, I, I I think we'll, it'll come up later on in the news segment. I don't remember where what it was exactly, but I was seeing something that said G Kids and Shout Factory rather than referencing them. I don't know. Yeah, so it, I've actually um, a couple a while ago. I've actually talked with people from Shout Factory. A video I made, they were actually quite thrilled about to be honest i actually was surprised that they actually liked it so much they were yeah, sure in this corner of the world uh yeah because video. at the time i was like hey if you want i can cover some more things you have that you have the rights to and they're like this granted this was back in september they mm -hmm. were like oh well at the time all we the only other thing we have right now in terms of anime is the, is the uh the new digimon movies which i don't uh -huh. really interest in covering i was like oh, okay well if you think of anything new so I mean, maybe they've recently partnered up with G Kids. Maybe they've got some new titles since September. But uh, the only reason I'm saying that is, if I go to some sort of site, I'll bring it up next podcast and kind of go through the different links for this company. It links me. It has a similar. It takes me to a place where it's Shout Factory, Filmation, Iron Rod, or whatever that's called, and G Kids. Yeah, Iron Filmworks or whatever. Um... Flatiron Filmworks? Yeah. So I don't know. Who, who can say right now? But the um, I was going to say that Augie and I like to joke about the uh, the G-Kids is that what the they're doing us the great favor of getting Disney out of our collection, like the, the on our, the spines of our of our DVDs by by being able to replace them with the re-releases. No, um, and uh, not I having John, John Lasseter yeah. at the beginning. Um, I mean, they, it, yeah, it was a time, but to be fair, they at least they were done with respect. Yeah, it's Disney branding, but well, still, compared you, to all yeah, no, it, it's a joke. Obviously, I'm, the the whole I'm thing about John Lasseter. You won't shut up. <laughs> no, I know. Well, no, no, but the see, the thing about John Lasseter is that the John Lasseter was good friends with Miyazaki, and the mm -hmm. way that they got the movies over here was that John Lasseter um, promised that. Uh, they would bring over all of the movies and they would make zero edits to them um, and they would display them in their entirety. So that was, that was the way that they got over here. So I think that there was probably like a, um, I, I just, it, it's, it made sense. Uh, the reason why he was at the beginning of all the stuff yeah. uh, at the beginning. So anyway, quickly, I want to bring up uh, uh, looking I, at uh, quickly from the chat of uh, Lajinsky. Meant explain what four XD was. Lakonsky. Four DX allows was. a motion picture presentation to be augmented with environmental effects such as seat motion, wind, rain, fog. Okay, so um, we don't have those in the United States, but other countries have this um, cinema experience where you, uh, yeah, like exactly what he said, where they, where they, your seat vibrates and it moves, and it, it's supposed to put you into the, um, into the. Um, experience even more which actually explains why it's crusher joe and then the um, awakening of the trailblazer movie uh for gundam double o and then probably a movie for armor trooper votoms and not actually a uh um not actually a uh the whole show you know so anyway uh, real quick too um I was just on by for a few minutes. So I was just trying to cover, but I do actually have to yeah. end up going. Okay. Yeah. 
don't know, right, well, thanks for stopping in, dude. Yeah, no, just uh, really appreciate it. You know, glad you guys are working. Yeah, everything's working now. Hope you guys have a nice day. Talk to you later. Okay. Uh-huh. All right. See you, man. So uh, I ran into this the other day because uh, um, Ghost in the Shell Two for this. Uh, I actually bought and I showed you guys that I got that music video anthology. So I was checking to see if it was listed on here, and I came across this thing, Ghost in the Shell Shinsaku. So it is to be announced for the date so i guess i we talked about this before and i just forgot but um i'm just saying like it looks like there's a new ghost of the shell uh that's going to be coming out in the near future sometime so that's pretty cool i'm not surprised by this news but i still want a trailer to confirm if something is going to happen not just we have this movie and it just stays there you know right I, I really think that they should just do a third season for standalone complex. I mean, I, I feel like I can't believe they stopped that, that, that seemed like such a, a cash cow because of how great that series was. And then we've got Jojo's bizarre adventure, golden wind uh, trademark has been filed in Japan. So it looks like we're going to get another uh, Jojo series. Um, when I first saw this, this is like, your brain can tell you this is a lot of different things. I thought this was golden wind because I thought this was like a wind up <laughs> thing. But, um, the Japanese title is uh, no Kaze and that's uh, golden wind. So it's definitely golden wind. Um, but so I thought this was like a gear I, and a winding, but obviously it's like a ladybug type thing too. So yeah, it's a ladybug. Ooh, that, that was painful. So who's the, why was that painful? Cause I've read all that and you couldn't guess that was a ladybug. Which that's fine. It's almost like uh, one of those uh, ink drop paintings, kind of. Yeah. Oh. Well, the, when I first saw it, it was in the. Um, when I first saw it, I was looking at it in the thumbnail that pops up on on. Uh, book link, like when it gives you the little preview of what you're gonna, of the link you're gonna click on. So I I saw it much smaller, and I thought that the the little circles uh, around the outside edge of the, of the circle, you know, like the little ones on, on the edge of it. Yeah. I thought that those were actually shaped like a gear. Like I thought they were a little bit more, I thought there was more teeth to it, you know? So I, I assumed it was a, um, I thought it was more steampunky industrial looking. So anyway, moving on to manga news. Yes. Manga news. Shaman King manga gets a new arc this spring. Awesome, which is strange that they're going back to Shaman King. And they last time that they did one, it was Shaman King Butterfly, which takes place years after Shaman King. They're grown up and they have children. And his brother is a reincarnation. Again. Well, I, I haven't I haven't actually checked out Shaman King. I do know that it's incredibly dark, uh, and that it's weird that it got on to like um four kids TV or whatever. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Some blood and cussing, and you're good to go. Yeah, well, I'm disappointed that it hasn't gotten uh, like a, a real full DVD release here. But um, I read somewhere that they were allowing fans to vote on who the main character was going to be for the next manga or something like that. So, but also um, the first new uh, five star stories manga volume in. Uh, over two years is shipping on February 10th, so it looks like they're continuing five star stories. So Joe's manga uh, 50th anniversary project announced. So I guess they're going to do something special. Did you actually? I didn't watch this. Um, what's what the project is, or did they just 
They, they just announced it. They just, hand, they just handed it. Okay. That means there's more of it. There's potentially more of it coming and probably more newer stuff for Crunchyroll to grab since all of uh, Tiger Mask, we were able to finally watch it since it got a reboot series, technically a sequel series. So yeah. hopefully we can get more of it through that. Uh, so this isn't like terribly interesting to probably most of you guys, but I just thought I'd bring it up. The original manga author is drawing um, a new one shot for. Uh, um, so I know I know there's a DVD of this. I actually have it. To me, but I'm not gonna. Oh yeah, it is. It's right here next to me. It's gotta be like right here. Yeah. I think this is getting kind of rare. Um, so I just thought I'd bring it up for that reason. Let me stop the for this guy. Do you have this? Are you, you yeah, already I, do. I do have this. He knows where his stuff is so easy and so much easier than I do. Um, so I'd like to actually watch this for the um I wanted to watch this for the podcast one time, but I I don't know that it would be easy for you guys to get now. So um, well, once again we don't want see. that whole uh yeah, we like Watch we like to do one you guys probably won't find and one that you can easily find. Yeah, and it's six episodes, so very easily yeah. to do. Yeah, but since we're up, uh, Angel Beats, are you back? Oh yeah. Oh. What about Angel Beats? Oh, uh, let's see. I believe it's da Danny. I think it was Likonsky who, Likonsky, who was talking yeah, about Likonsky. it. Yeah, So what? What's off about this exactly? Well, when did you buy yours? Um. I can't really say because I bought this from a friend. So oh, I believe so this is did like. You, did you buy it recently from a friend? Uh, back in, I don't know. I think two, two, three years ago. Oh, then that's not that's not recently. <laughs> um, he's talking about uh, recent reprintings of it, like towards the end of because it's going out of print, right? So he was saying that um, Likonsky was saying that he got his from the rights of sale or something before it went out of print, and that. Um, that there was some digital artifacting in the cover and I can't really show you guys, but there's some, uh, a lot of the reprints that kitty media has been doing are pixelated to all. Like it's just like bootleggers do a better job. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. Like they're, I don't know how they're so bad. It's like, you know how they, you know how they submit the, the artwork to places to put them on like um barnesandnoble.com or whatever you know yeah, yeah. Uh, but you'd think that they'd keep the actual artwork on archive right and then they'd print it as needed they send it to their printing companies and whatnot Maybe. it's as if they it's as if they lost that stuff but they still had the rights to the show so they just went on the internet and google searched the uh their old um you know, full label images found one and then just scaled it back up. So it got all pixelated and, and printed those. They look so bad. Maybe anyway. it's not a matter. Maybe this isn't a matter of You're the saying? file that they have. It might be, be a fact of the ink that they're using and having to speed um, through it, reducing a quality control. No, because but, of the pixelation, possibly be it can't possibly be the ink's fault if it's if it's this pixelated it's got to be the image's fault okay in, in regards to the kitty media stuff so i'm sharing here we got leiji matsumoto book has a new galaxy express 39 manga chapter yes 
book, um, Matsumoto Leiji Mugen Sozo Kido, is scheduled to ship in January on February, in Japan, rather, on February 28th. Um, so this is just going to have a new manga chapter in it, like a new story, if you guys want to check that out. Um, uh, so, uh, uh, Japanese 7-Elevens are now a manga, <laughs> apparently. They have like a Twitter manga thing they're doing. <laughs> So that's kind of interesting. <laughs> McDonald's has an anime. Yeah, well, we'll have a Twitter manga. Take that. <laughs> um, uh, news, Girls in Panzer game trailer introduces the Anzio High's tank ar arsenal. Uh, so I'm... We, I think we, we've talked about this repeatedly, yeah. but this is new stuff about... Like, this is a new article regarding the, the Anzio high tank arsenal. So it's just saying that if you were to, if you were to sit here and watch this, you would see the high showcased in the trailer here or whatever. Um, I, I would be, uh, to be honest, I don't have um, a PS4. I don't even have a PS3. I don't have, I don't have games consoles, but it would be really fun to, um, I don't know how many multiplayers you could do on this, but it would be really fun to do a podcast uh, sort of, event where we played um with you know um playing one of these games that, that would be a really fun thing so that's why i wanted to share okay. that and then i don't know if you guys ever played this i never played it but i thought if anybody did this would be interesting to you uh you may nikki or um awakens for a free download on a new project so i guess this is a, a old 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 cult horror game from 14 years ago that is going to have a free download pretty soon. So if you guys want to check that out, you're welcome to. And Devilman, the classic collection release has been delayed. Uh, this, I guess we're into release no, release news now. Uh, Devilman, the classic collection release delayed to May 8th. Yeah. This is re regarding the, the manga. Um, I'm, classic but why collection in the world is it delayed? Because usually 7Cs does, maybe it's a quality control or maybe, I'm not sure why it's where are uh, they located? I don't know. Uh, Maybe their printer C's. is located in Houston. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. just wanted to mention this briefly. I, I can't remember if we talked about this before, but I just thought it would be a brief thing here. Napping Princess anime um, film data for home video in North America on... So Let me know that, Brad. You saw the pre-order last, last podcast. <laughs> Pre-orders, which we're about to get into, are like months and months and months and months into this stuff. So I don't, I don't remember talking about this. So okay. anyway, we probably did. I just brought it up. Uh, I, I ran across this. Um, Ichi the Killer is getting a Blu-ray um, remastered edition. So uh, this link, again, is in that thing if you want to check it out. Um, it's uh, interesting. And then you want to go over the... Uh... Sure. Go to the second page. Have we gone all, over all this other stuff? Well, we'll get to the other stuff. If anything, it's a tease. Why are we starting at the second page? Because that's where we left off last time. Oh, okay. So we're going backwards. Yeah. I get you. I get you. So where do where do, okay, we left off around here. Yep. Um, so Trickster, is this where we're at now? Uh, we're past Trickster. Oh, we are? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are we on? What are we on then? Uh, well... Okay, I forgot. I guess we start with Chaos Child. Yeah, that's what I thought. Maybe Chaos so, Child. All right, so that semicolon series is getting more over here. 
Use handshakers, which that's a coin flip because it's either the worst thing you've ever seen or it's very artistic, just like uh, the flowers of evil, if you want a comparison. Um, Those who can tolerate different styles of music, video, animation will probably get into this. Those who can't stand their TV to be on uh, vivid, vivid or uh, extremely bright probably won't want to watch this. Well, I haven't seen it, but FDDNM was saying that uh, the problem this series suffers from is that they have a bunch of CGI in it, and the CGI yep. is 60 frames per second, and all yeah. the other animation is not. So Pretty I can understand much. why that's... I mean, I haven't seen it, I, I but from what it if sounds you, like, I can imagine why that would be an what issue. Viewers, if you can tolerate the Garden of Flowers or the Evil of Flowers released by Sentai Filmworks, you can the tolerate... Garden of Evil? Is that, is that what's called? Garden of Evil? I don't remember. Uh, it, it's the black and you know, I know maze. What you're talking about, with the eye. Yeah. 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 Up next is Kiss Him, Not Me, a, sa- a sassy little reverse harem for all the single ladies out there. Tricks. Trickster Part Two. Yeah, man, it's, All these things are the ones that were that we talked about because they were the pre-order uh, things from from Best Buy. Yep, yep, um, yep. Most of these two ninety nine, which are yeah. not no more. No, they were one ninety nine. Why does everybody keep saying two ninety nine? Why were they two ninety nine for some two dollars and ninety nines left over because we like to say ninety nine at the end. All right, so Bungo Stray Dog Season One, One Piece Season Nine Part Four, Tales of Zest. Zestiria, the X, uh, and then the limited Bungalow edition. We're gonna go to the... yep. What were you saying? Mm, oh, go to one. Okay. D. Gray Man, season four, part one. This is another one from the thing. Fairy tale. Yeah, this one too. This one too. This one yep, too. Yep. These are all part of the thing that was on yep. band, uh, on Best Buy. Uh, and Steven Universe, you want to talk about this? Steven Universe, finally, no more greatest hits collections. We can own the first season, which is something. Well, I don't understand why they do a greatest hits anymore. It should be released by season, not by. Oh, we like Hilarious. this one episodes. Up next is the Yu-Gi-Oh! Steelbounds Beyond Time Blu-ray. I think this one's supposed to come in a steel case. Or some yeah, variant like that. You said Steelbounds. Because you, you're, yeah, it's bound, yeah. Bonds Beyond Time Steelbook. Um, and then Uta No Prince Sama. That's season four. Uh, DVD and Blu-ray. We talked about Garo, right? Garo, Already? yeah. I know who I know who translate that. It's uh, Neil Nadelman. Um, Urara Meruchio Blu-ray. I haven't seen it, but I'm interested in that. Ajin yeah. um, is on Netflix. I've already watched both season one and season two, and I've already. Pre- I also for the pickups. I also you know actually real quick for the pickups. I also pre-ordered this. This hasn't uh, gotten to me yet though. And real quick, there's something else I got that I didn't talk about. Uh, I ordered. 50 um, blank DVD cases from Amazon, just like their, Ooh, what style? their default, whatever they had, um, just like the economy, but not crappy. Like the one, the ones that are probably the worst for the uh, environment, but uh, they smell awful. I'm <laughs> just saying. Hey, it's only bad for the environment if you leave it out in the environment. 
but they're the ones that are like the uh this is Ew. really really crappy and the, the ones that like this barely moves but this moves way too easily kind yeah. of thing you know what i mean uh, it feels um, all so it's a very like sandpaper yeah so oh, i man. just i needed some because I, I i've had some worse ones i wish i had gotten a better a better quality one but um yeah so that was something else that i picked up I, I <laughs> through the rest oh. of these so yeah, Ogden, if, you guys haven't, if you guys haven't checked it out this is a full this is from polygon pictures the same people who did um uh knights of sidonia um very concept explored in this show um some of it's a little bit hard to believe like for some reason basically uh, without ruining too much um there are this Ogden species when they are killed they come back to life they basically can't die for some reason whenever human beings in the series whenever a human being realizes you're an ogen they just want to kill you for some reason it's just like everybody gets a baseball bat and starts to bash your brain out i'm not sure why are you man um, or are so, you foe i am monster die but if uh, you can scroll uh, down for a sec Good. Uh, classicaloid. Scroll. Back. Scroll. Classicaloid. Classicaloid. I'm surprised that this is being released so soon. This aired this past sum summer season in 2017. This huh. is a fairly quick release, at least from them. Yeah. Usually, it would take like a full year or something, or something past that to get over here. The typical two-year rule before it becomes the four-year rule. But yeah. I'm. I'm surprised that you can get it now. You can watch it on uh, Crunchyroll if you're interested. Yeah, good good for us, right? Um, we've yeah. got Cinderella Boy from uh, Monkey Punch, obviously. Yep. <laughs> Very obviously from the creator of Loop on the Third. So that's pretty cool. I hope that they get the rest of the uh, the Monkey Punch um, stuff. Like oh, uh, I do too. Like Alice. Yeah, so that'll be great. Um, Library Wars coming to Blu-ray. Yeah, under seven Blu-ray. Um, I need to find out if the special for uh, Library Wars. I need to find out if the quote-unquote special, which is titled a movie, comes in the DVD or if it's part of the Blu-ray only. I haven't uh -huh. seen it yet, so I don't know. Did you just get Beautiful got... Dreamer? Beautiful Dreamer is getting a DVD and Blu-ray release. They're getting re-released by Discotech, right? Yep. Oh man, that these are so cheap. This is uh yeah, this is a good movie. Um it uh it's directed by Mamoru Oshii, who directed yep. Ghost in the Shell and Ghost in the Shell 2, which we'll be talking about later. Uh Pokemon the movie I Choose You. It, does Pikachu talk in this one and it's really off putting to people? I don't know why it's off putting. I wanted Pikachu to talk in the first episode. So this is a dream come true for me. Yep. The only, it's all your fault. The only, Brad. As, a, as a throwback to the last podcast, the only time when Pikachu should talk is when he's voiced by Danny DeVito. <laughs> um, so Blame uh, DVD and Blu-ray also coming out, and we are now caught up. So we do have let's, – let's go over the, uh, the chat real quick. Um, we do have some other uh, to, to go over, but let's go over the chat real quick. Oh, okay. So, 
Uh, Classical Lloyd aired in 2000, October 2016 to April 17, so it falls in the year mark. Okay, so I shouldn't have been surprised. So Reese said, um, Right Stuff has Shout Factory listed for the publisher on G-Kids title, so maybe that's where part, part of where you're subconsciously getting that. Well, I'm well, I I explained my part, but ooh, I wouldn't mind talking to talking to someone that is an HR from a uh, shout factory. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Konchki already left. <laughs> Don't forget Aww. to check your. Angel Beats insert cover closely for digital artifacts. Um, I have the DVD one. I don't have the Blu-ray one. I have to, I, I have to grab it. It's. I'll, I'll get it in a second. Okay, um, let's see. I own the Blu-ray and you own the DVD. Yeah. What madness because is I this? Like, Has FDD and M infected us? <laughs> why? Why? Why would you say that if I own the DVD? I don't know. You're bouncing. <laughs> I can't really hear what you're partially saying. Got the DVD because I like I like the uh, I don't I don't like the height change um, all over the place so I like to have the yeah. DVDs if I and it's a show I didn't really care about like and I and I I saw it overrated personally but um, uh, anyway I can't so really say too much I just got this for cheap and well throw the DVD but got the Blu-ray did you did you get a blue is that a Blu-ray DVD combo. No, no, that it's just Blu-ray. So okay, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> uh, I think we're just confusing ourselves. Reese says the this new Ghost in the Shell thing has been around for a while. Kamiyama, Rocky, and Oshi. I still need to watch Arise in the new movie. Says Danny. No, you don't. They're terrible. Um, gave her is like the absolute worst thing. Um. And they they take away a lot of the mystery that made Ghost in the Shell it's stupid. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend. Power Fort Cold Arise Alternative Architecture Episodes 4 in the new movie. I need to get... That's the stuff I'm missing. Hmm. Let's see. No. The country says uh, that their Angel Beats copy is pretty bad. It could print, a, yeah. So there, he, he was, uh, he was agreeing with what I was saying about how bootleggers can do a better job on the, regarding the Kitty Media stuff. Yeah. The color pictures are pixelated. The blurring of the graphics very evidently also compared to the text on the back. So what I, I'd have to see it, but it could be the fact that it's offset printed. Offset printing is when they print um, cyan, magenta, yellow, and black, um, and they might have just it might have just gotten jammed and not rolled properly onto it, so that they don't line up properly. I don't, I don't know; it's very possible. Um, the like screenshot on the back. Uh, the, the black and white portions are normal. Like what parts of the black and white is it? I guess it's the back. The stockings. Yeah, yeah, it's the top. It's the it's the text on the back. Text on the um, back. Mine's clear. Oh well. And again, we confirmed that it was a earlier release. 
So yeah. have you caught up? I got the almost little... almost. Okay. All right. I think I lost quality color. Yeah, uh, Danny's saying that sound euphonium from Pony Canyon had obvious pixelation issues on the front covers. Um, I don't know. I didn't buy those because Pony Canyon releases those enormous sets. Well, if you bought them now, it wouldn't really affect their profit. Well, I they release them. They're they don't fit in a them. No, I agree on that. Too big. If they would release them at a normal size, I'd be happy. You know. Wait a minute. I know what you can uh, do with cases. If you take four uh, of those cases and just mod a keyboard, that would be the perfect size and length for all the keys. Uh, um, that guy says, do they sell black Blu-ray cases? I don't know. I'll have to check. Um, I know some. You, I'm guessing you're trying to replace something. Uh, yeah. I wonder if it's Thunderbolt. He says, I want my Blu-ray collection. Okay. Quick um, AC. Have, what? I'll continue your thought. Thought then okay. go from there. I was gonna say I have I have a black Blu-ray case I think on my um. But AC, what's the art? Resident Evil uh, Vendetta I think also has a black one. I can't remember. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah. What's the what's the DVD box of the month? On your end. Uh, hold on. Let me. I'm on like the last three things here. But it was an illusion. Whatever floats your goat. My copy has yep, bad quality okay. covered. Okay. Um. So, so what were you saying? The, the first DVD fairy tale movie had a black beauty case. Uh, what is the art box of the month? The art box of the month? I don't know. I haven't been, I haven't been focusing on that. I can tell you what. A couple ones that are really bad. Or I guess, you know, I'll give it to. Uh, haven't you heard of Sakamoto? I'll go to that. What's that look like? I already talked about that. Well, I talked about it at the beginning about why I liked it during the pickups portion, about what it does for the rest of the collection. But uh, I'll go ahead and show you guys for the premium edition, obviously. So from what you can it, feel through the from the clear pack, yeah, focus on yourself. On the packaging, does it have like a clear sheet like Comic Party does? No. Okay. It's uh, this is just printed on here, so it's got a very bold um, aesthetic to it. It's very unique, like nothing else that I've seen has gone with this sort of uh, aesthetic. And it's got this interesting, you know, like the blue strip to add a pop of color. I just think graphically that it's a, a design choice wise. And as I said, it looks great in the collection. It breaks up an area that was just like. Like, I mean, if I were to actually go over here and show you, I don't know if you guys can see this. Ooh, 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 ooh. These, by the way, are the reason I bought those uh, replacement cases because I took the DVDs out from the, these are the, the Attack on Titan mangas that came with the, the DVDs. I finally took the DVDs out and put them in my collection. So I want to replace them with empty cases so that I can put these somewhere safe. Here. And it just like it, it really breaks up what used to be, you know, all of Haruka uh, Beyond the Stream of Time, you know, which is like nine individual DVDs, although I'm missing going three. 
um, Haunted Junction, which bro broke it up a little bit, and then it goes to Hayate the Combat Butler, which has a, a very similar sort of look to the Haruka, but different, and it just it looked awkward. So I, I really like having that because it, it breaks that area up, and it looks nice to me. So anyway, that's my answer. Um, what are you going to pick for box set of the week or whatever? Augie? Oh, this 10-minute delay. Let's see. So what Are is, you still uh, getting a delay from me? No, no. I'm seeing you just fine. I'm talking about for them. What does that Tejijin box set look like in the background in the upper corner? Uh, give me one second. As you're, as you're thinking, have you seen Sakamoto? No, I haven't. I've been, I've been, I've been looking forward to seeing it. Um. Pretty much take Beavis and Butthead, but get rid of all the stupid and fart jokes and make them cool and classy. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It is. <laughs> okay, so which uh, one? Are you talking about this one right here? Yes. Yes. By the way, a live action Tetrogen movie. No, it's not. To me, but I don't know about them. Saying, go a long time without knowing it existed. How many volumes does it have? Six. Anyway, what about you? What is your pick for? What is my pick? Let's see. Uh, should I go good or bad this time? It's up to you. We're stalling for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> I go for it. Let's see. Uh, I'll go. I'll go cheap. How about the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Tech. Uh, what do you call it? Techno arts, uh, super super set. techno arts. Super techno art. I really like that one. Is, is that is that the complete series right there in the? Well, yeah, nice. all six. What what helped me out was I found volume four for ten dollars, mm -hmm. and after that it was for the time it was a breeze. That is a great. Uh, I, I'm disappointed in how long like the reason i was surprised that it's airing on toonami um, stardust crusaders is it's because i'm disappointed at how long it's taking those to get dvd releases so i can watch them Ooh. um you the flaw with stardust crusaders is it's it is action-packed and you, i compare it to johnny quest quite easily but it is so long-winded since they went chapter by chapter without skipping a uh, single beat. Did you... Um, the rest of everybody else watching this hasn't seen it yet, but that thing we did with FDDM, did you notice the tie I was wearing? Yep. You got okay. the tie. I won't bring it up then. Yeah. Um, I was I bought that tie to wear to somebody's wedding, and then because my daughter had silent reflex, I couldn't even go to the wedding, <laughs> so I didn't I didn't get to wear it there. So I had to find a way to to include it. Um, anyway, I've I've pulled up the other articles, so let's go ahead and move on to random merchandise. Oh my! 
First off, we have learn how to say get in the damn robot with the Evangelion dictionary set. I guess that's a phrase from from over Japan. I thought it was just some sort of mean phrase that people complained about over here. I For Evangelion, I do hate it because it's one of those series that we have a 14-year-old boy who acts like a 14-year-old boy. Everyone watches it, gets their pitchforks and fire to burn him. But if you watch a movie with a girl acting like a girl her age, it wins awards right out the wazoo. I enjoy both of those, just kind of a weird distaste or reaction, well, I think if you will. I can, I can tell you why that is. It's, it has to do with male-female archetypes and how men are supposed to be courageous um, and, and brave. Female archetype is, um, ex it's like, it's exaggerated when, because it's, it's even more feminine and cutesy and, and, you know, it just, it falls into the archetype more. So I think that the reason that, is that even though obviously Shinji is young, I mean, let's put it this way in Ponyo, that kid is five, yeah, you okay. know, and he's I, braver than Shinji, you know. <laughs> I, I guess I, <laughs> you get I wouldn't know, I haven't, I haven't seen it. I, I oh, kind of okay. get what well, you're saying that, when you see it. That kid is five, all right. <laughs> okay, anyway, um, moving on. Uh, I don't really care about this, but I thought one of you guys might, so I decided to include it. Sword Art Online Replica lets you take a swing with the Elucidator Sword. Um, so you can check this out. There's a video about it. Um, I don't know. I've not watched Sword Art Online. I'd like to I've at some point. I've seen the first so two I seasons. Say that was, you know, but. My two cents on the show, if it would stay consistent it would be a much enjoyable, but instead of it not being consistent, there's good episodes, the mediocre episodes, and it kind of sinusoids or cosinusoids between the two, and it just appears to be average. And I'm sitting here looking at it, at the show being highly priced for no reason, just because of mediocrity. And you know, the thing, the thing for me about it is that I know that there are certain sets of it that are stupidly rare and hard to get and expensive, but I don't know which sets those are. So I haven't tried to start collecting it. And I just, I don't care enough to, to learn. Like if somebody wants to share um, in the, in the Facebook group with me or, or, or in the chat or whatever, what specifically the ones I need to be looking out for, because I've probably come across them at a reasonable price and not got them. Cause I'm like, I don't know which one it is. I don't want to, you know, I didn't want to waste my time. The thing about the show that I think everybody's a little annoyed about is the fact that the premise of the show is very directly sort of ripping off dot hack sign. And we're looking at people who are, who are being introduced to dot hack sign through like video games and stuff. And they're leaving reviews on steam about, I guess it's a fun game, but it's a total ripoff of sort of online when it's completely backwards. It's just irritating, you know, um, for people to no. shit on a show that's that in my opinion was phenomenal, a phenomenal series of dot hack, um, especially the original season series of dot hack sign. Um, and they shit on it for thinking that it's ripping off something that it's actually, you know, being ripped off by. So, um, now I know your, your theorem of collecting. However, I'm a different theorem altogether, which we haven't really discussed before, but this past fall, I, I believe, uh, 
Anaplex re-release Sword Art and Gurren Lagann with cheaper, much cheaper uh, Blu-ray sets. Yeah. Um, but the thing is that they, uh, yeah, for me, as you know, my theorem is I, I'd like to have the original. Um, anyway, so Sagat comes to Saga Prefecture for a Street Fighter collab. So I'm sharing this just because I thought the artwork was interesting. Um, basically, Street Fighter store. This is just something Japan does. They do they do themed stores. Um, so I thought this is kind of interesting. Um, there's like the what is E Honda Rice. Okay, I should have read that before. That that makes sense. Let's Chun Li a towel or uh, sake. Okay, uh, yeah, it's tea blends. Okay. Okay, yeah. So. Let me guess. Let me guess. Dawson's is curry. No, Dawson is also uh, tea blends. Blanc is an ice cream oh. bar. Oh, okay. I thought it was going to be sour candy. It's in geese. It's Mohican, Yokan. I'm, I don't know what that is, actually. Um, anyway, but yeah, they're just Russian. doing a <laughs> somersault cider. <laughs> um, and there's a collector's plate. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I just thought it was a. I just thought it was interesting that they're doing this. And I also think I, that the, I, you know, I just think this is clever that they did these character bandages with their beat up face from the old street fighter two <laughs> like pixel art. And I thought it was I, like, one of the things that really made me want to bring this up is that I, I think it's cool that Japan, it's the old pixel art, you know, the, the nostalgia of it instead of redoing them. I mean, obviously this is like redone for like street fighter four or whatever, but, I just thought it was cool. I thought it was cool that they were doing this. So I wanted to share it. Um, then we've got, you must have put this in the document. Is This is the same one from last, this is the same article from last time, isn't it? Nope, nope. It, the plot continues. The two, the sassiness that you'll get from this is the two will talk about their lives as Don Jero has goals and temptations of being rich and ruling the world and Blackjack responding to it as the simple words of, huh? And Doronjo, Dorongo, Dorongo, Doronjo. I shouldn't have, I'm kind of surprised I'm having a hard time with this, with this Don Jobo stuff. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think I feel like that's why. <laughs> um, anyway. So the plot continues, and luckily there's a discount through March. It's either March or February at the end of February. So what are they selling? They're selling relationships, Brad. Lee. Or okay. Nah, you I know, somebody, when I, hold on, uh, regarding my full name. When, uh, when I was in high school, <laughs> this is going to, this is probably only going to be funny to me. Um, I was in art class and I don't know why this came up, but, a girl I was sitting near asked me if Bradley was my full name or she asked me, I, I, me the, the question came about, is it, is your, is it short for Bradley? Right. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, what, what else would it be short for? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know, Bradwin. <laughs> so that became like my nickname for a long time. Um, B R A D W Y N. Calls that every once in a while. Well, anyway, my, um, you want to know what my ahead, high school middle name was? It was Dumpling. Dumpling. 
dumpling. Okay. <laughs> and the irony totally. is, I had dumplings. <laughs> but it was um, a well, it was a senior cutie pie that gave me the nickname, so I feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm talking to those guys on um, uh, the RK9 thousand uh, board on uh, or whatever on uh, 4chan. Oh no! They're, they're like. Um, a girl talked to me today. Uh, see you later, virgins. Or you know, they... <laughs> anyway, and... Tokyo's cryptocurrency idols imagine a virtual finance utopia. Ah, oh, God, I'm like so conflicted about this stuff. So we talked about this. The Tokyo Otaku mode is considering a otaku coin, and I'm going to talk about this this other one here in just a second. But um, I mean, this just crams all the news into like one sentence here <laughs> compared to the other stuff I'm about to show. But uh, they're promoting this cryptocurrency like Bitcoin. Um, I got this one. Gak throws in on cryptocurrency and reveals his true name, uh, which is <laughs> Oshiro right here. Um, God, he is, he is aging. <laughs> this, this is such a bad picture. <laughs> it's such a picture of this hair is like so bad um anyway um of relevant like 10 10 or so more years ago <laughs> um and then the last one uh haruhi director jumps on the cryptocurrency bandwagon um i ah oh, there was wow. i read this high profiles i like coin yeah okay so here's the thing about cryptocurrency um I looked at about this because that first article was titled uh was it called again? It was Tokyo's cryptocurrency idols. Imagine a virtual finance. The thing about cryptocurrency is a short-term investment thing. Uh, the whole thing about Bitcoin is that they wanted to roll this out as a way to um, it's, it's a way to subvert because there's a lot of quite frankly, illegal business practices performed by banking and, um, power monopolies that own central banks and countries that issue the money supply to the government uh, and to the people. And it's just, it's control scheme that goes back in, in human history of controlling the money supply and that Bitcoin is supposed to be a way to prevent it. And, and uh, um, if you can't buy anything with Bitcoin, what's the point, right? But, the problem here is that if you can control people and you can control the value of currency as a central bank um, by how you print the money, then I feel like going full digital with it is going to be even easier to control. Uh, so I am very skeptical about cryptocurrencies actually being, I mean, especially that there's like a billion different cryptocurrencies. It just doesn't seem like a safe bet alternative. And we like, in my opinion, your currency needs to be actually backed by something, you know, um, gold, silver, whatever. Um, we've got these, this joke we have here, the federal reserve that doesn't, it literally is not even federal, um, doesn't have any reserve. It's a private institution. Uh, and it, and it's literally all fiat currency that's not backed up by anything. And they just manipulate the uh, um, inflation 
at will. So uh, I'm I'm concerned about it. But on the other hand, <laughs> uh, so when are we going to watch actually, Control C? What's Control C? Hmm. Yeah, I feel like you would. I feel like you would watch it. But at the same time as you're describing it, money has always been manipulable. That's why I have economies. <laughs> Money is money has not always been manipulatable. It's that it has been. There are systems in place that allow it to be. That okay. Friedrich Bastia has said that when plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in society, they will create for themselves a um, a moral code that a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. Okay, so what I'm saying here is that there's a danger in that the monetary systems that exist are exploitable because, quite frankly, our population doesn't know anything. We don't know anything. You know, I mean, how many people listening knew that the Federal Reserve isn't isn't a federal institution? You know what I mean? Like this, the, all this stuff is is getting into the cultural zeitgeist to the point where people are learning about it. And it's one of the reasons why we're being directed towards things like cryptocurrency. But the problem with that is that, um, was it Stalin? I think it was Stalin um, who said, or Lenin said, um, the best way to control your, to control your opposition is to lead it yourself. You know, so you just always have to be careful of, of the, quote unquote powers that be that control money supplies and actually have all this, you know, tentacle control and everything that they are actually creating the, the, uh, what they call astroturfing a movement to get people into, um, being against the thing that they control in order to get them to accept something else that they also control. And that gives them even more control. Um, I don't, I really don't want to go into this discussion, but the, the people that, that have this power under, uh, under the central banks are um, what is known as the Bavarian Illuminati. And it goes back to issues in the past where they did things like um, instituting the, uh, the French Revolution in order to overthrow the French government, in order to abolish okay. the French Constitution. Bad, well, I, need stop you. I need to stop you here. Because yeah. you can go eight hours on this. I'm not. I'm I not going to. I'm not going to. I'm just saying that it's it's a system of control of of um, issuing people into um, something like you basically trick them into believing that like it's like when you you watch in sitcoms all the time where you have to trick the person into thinking it's their idea and this is this is just the sort of thing that goes on behind the scenes and so the bottom line is that when it comes to cryptocurrency. Short-term investment where you just, you know, you're, it's not your primary wealth concern. You know, you, you behind the scenes, you might want to be more concerned about um, storable foods and, and silver stacking and, and that kind of thing long-term. Um, but I'm just saying that, that cryptocurrency, be, be careful with it. You know, be careful with it going forward because I really think that uh, there's a good chance it'll be the biggest scam in the world. You know what I mean? So anyway, moving okay, on. Say, say happy tax season, Brad. That, damn it. AC. Now, there's something that you've said. This is you've said this over five times now, and I've never heard this word before. What's a zeitgeist? Your audio like totally cut out. What word? Uh, zeitgeist. What is that? Oh my god! How do I explain this? Okay, so there's this thing. No, this isn't an, 
This isn't a ghost of a dead fetus, right? No, it's oh god, I just don't want to. I don't want to get even further off the rails from the anime discussion. But basically, have species have a. No, it's not. It's going to be. I'll, I'll make it short, but it's it's not going to be one sentence. But species have this like neural link, um, where they did this experiment. Basically, what it is 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 that. It's kind of like the idea of it's a combined human consciousness. So putting out information and it sort of, uh, we all start thinking about it and, and, you know, spending time with our thoughts on it uh, and it just develops where things go. So by putting out information, um, we sort of get the gears turning in what's called human intelligence, getting people down the line, thinking about different things and exploring new options and stuff. So, so to give you an idea of, of how this works, they did this experiment in, I think it was in Australia where um, they, they did a, like a, a, a television broadcast that was just broadcast in this um in this area in it was either it, they did i think it was australia and europe in like on the bbc or something but they they broadcast it strictly just to that area right um and i think it started in australia and what they did is they had a painting where it looked like there was it was just like an abstract painting but in reality there were actually a bunch of faces painted into the painting right okay. and human um human beings look at things and we are drawn to shapes that look like human features right? Especially faces. So there were a couple of them that were obvious and there were other, but there was actually like over a hundred of them that were not as obvious. There were, there were varying degrees of subtle, right? So what right. they did in this experiment, uh, because what they had found is that um, they found a species of monkey. Um, and it's, it's kind of like goes back to human history that there are certain developments in human history where an invention gets created that allows people to, let's say, go from the Bronze Age uh, to the Iron Age or something like that. And that development, whatever that technology is, it starts here and then all the way across the world at almost the exact same time. It also is happening here. Right. Those it's just this guy figures it out and then human and like that neural link, whatever it is, that that shared human consciousness causes the epiphany to happen over here as well. Right. So they saw this happening with monkeys where um where a monkey in uh in Japan or something had done something um that that then all of a sudden monkeys in a whole other continent started doing it as well. And then they tried to apply it to humans, which is this painting with all the, the faces, right? So they had, they had this, um, I don't want to call it a game show, but they had a bunch of guests that were in the audience and they were all invited to come and look at this painting with all these hidden faces in it. Right. And they found something like 12 or something. Like, I, I forget exactly what the number was, but they didn't find a, a lot of them comparatively to the fact that there was like over a hundred. Right? right. So what they did is then they went to, um, or actually, hold on. So I, I've got a mistake. I don't think the first one, they didn't broadcast at all. Right. That was, they just did it with a test subject, right. The, a, a controlled test subject. Then they went to another country. I think that's when they went to Australia. Then they broadcast that on TV to the entirety of, of the continent. Right. And they actually pointed out where every single one of the over 100 faces were. And then they did the experiment again back where they originally did it with different people who hadn't seen the broadcast. Right. Because they, they limited it just to the people in Australia. Right. Um, and then when they did the, the experiment again, the people found like almost all of them. And it was the idea that uh, that there's a shared human consciousness that actually is um, 
solving problems and it's like it's complicated it's like it's like a soul link going on between different species that um that causes this weird phenomenon that's been observed so when i talk about zeitgeist i'm talking about um establishing an existence of something like sharing on the on the broadcast like what we did at the beginning talking about um the uh the, the controversy going on with that guy from anime matsuri you know is that i'm letting it out there so that it travels from here from this broadcast out into other places because you tell your friend about it like if you go watch that video where they brought where they um go through all of the uh all the sexual harassment and whatnot. And you're like, wow, this is really alarming stuff. You tell somebody else about it. They tell somebody else about it and it just gets out there into the human consciousness. So okay, that's the, that's the um, back to, that's how I'm using the term. Two you seconds, get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but uh, two seconds ago in the comments, uh, someone replied, the hive mind doesn't like what you're saying. <laughs> you shall be expurged for exposing our system. And earlier they said the de from the, Webster, the dictionary definition. Yeah, zeitgeist, which is the general sure. intellectual, moral, and climate control. No, and cultural, C cultural climate, climate of, an of an era. Yeah, of an era. Anyway, so moving on. Now, moving right uh, now that we're done talking about cryptocurrency, I'm just saying, like, be careful with this. Don't be suckered. Is all I'm saying. Fun stuff. Pour one out for going to guy with the Devilman anniversary scotch. I was so psyched when I saw this and I clicked on the product page and I was brought there and they're sold out. To, to have gotten. Uh, I know exactly what you scotch. were thinking. It was they thinking. He was thinking, I like scotch. Scotty scotch scotch. Scotch is in my glass. Now it's in my belly. Scotty Scotch. I wanted Scotch. I wanted to get two of them because I I would have loved to to have had some, but I also would like to just have a collection as a collection piece uh, for when I'm in my like my long term home where I'm not renting. You know, like you sort of have the the glass display cases around. It would have been yeah. cool to have uh, some Devil Man stuff hanging around. Uh, anyway, moving on from. There am I? Um, I am screen sharing, right? Yes, I am. Okay, cool. Yes. So the uh, I um, denied th there was an original ending to your name, and I, I don't want to go into it because it will uh, spoiler. It's a major spoiler, but basically, um, scene in the movie there was an alternate. Uh, there was a theory that there was an alternate ending based on how Shinkai usually ends his stuff. Uh, with a with a more let's say bittersweet uh, tone that um, people had suspected that his original ending was that the studio stepped in and, and asked him to change it. So um, he's just saying that he denies it, and he actually posted the original script here where it actually um, but the original the ending that we saw was the actual ending. So uh, a good one here: a place further than the universe. Voice actors try to find Antarctica. So apparently, how in the world do you miss Antarctica? I, don't, I, don't, I thought this was really funny. Um, the uh, apparently this show takes place like in Antarctica. Voice actors were asked. <laughs> here, I'll just read it. My first thought consisted of where the heck is it? <laughs> oh, I've heard about it in words. Clear understanding of exactly where it is. It's really cold. 
After that, I could only think of arbitrary things. Like, if you were going in a sailor uniform, pocket hand warmers, what you need to bring? Like, if you ask someone that, the natural response would be, ego south. And if they respond, <laughs> I didn't find it, then you would respond, well, obviously, you went north. Well, to continue... <laughs> Voice actress Yuka Yaguchi, who plays Hinata Miyake, didn't fare much better, admitting that she didn't know the difference between the North Pole and the South Pole. Oh, boy. <laughs> but that she hoped to gain better understanding of Antarctica through her work on the show. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Am I the only one that finds that hilarious? <laughs> if they weren't voice actors, what in the world would they be doing? <laughs> well, it's the good thing that, you know, there's a career for everybody. <laughs> That's all. So, um, this is just, I don't know, talk about, but I saw this article. I thought it was a little interesting. It says, Meet the Idol Group that Disappeared Before It Even Premiered. Uh, I'm not going to go into too much detail on it, but apparently, um, this Idol Group, they got suckered in by a guy who pretended to be a uh, producer and ended up um, sexually harassing the people and had late night phone calls and whatnot. So, um, and, uh, you know, he ran off with their early, uh, support funds. So sad, but, uh, hopefully, um, the fact that the, uh, members has taken a Twitter out, hopefully that will up positively for them. You know, let's just say it that way. Yeah. Let's hope the karma around and gets them even further than they would have gotten if the guy hadn't been a total creep and a uh, fake. Uh, anyway. I thought this was interesting. The HKT48, which I'm... Is this any? Is this different from AKB or whatever um, that is? Well, looking at the picture, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, the idol... So um, she's she's a 14-year-old singer. Uh, she bonds with her dad over Gunpla. So um, she posted oh. this on her social media. So she she's doing this one, and this is her dad's, and she talks about like she aspires to do yeah, like the, I think this is one of her dads, and she was like really excited and as like she aspires to do this one someday to get to her dad's level. Okay, I thought that was pretty. Uh, I, I thought that was uplifting. Let's put it that way. A heartwarming story. Kind of sounds so, like Nights anyway. of Magic to me, but continuing. Speaking of Gundam, and calculates the firing range of the gun tank using Google Maps. So apparently he. Uh, you know, I was reading on the, the wiki entry or whatever, and he, he found out the mile range, and he used Google Maps to generate this image. How far this sort of laughed at, uh, from, this is from the original Mobile Suit Gundam, this is, compared to the other designs, uh, this one is kind of, you know what I mean? And uh, he was saying, like, oh, the fact that from here, this huge area of Japan, you know, maybe, maybe it's deserves a little bit more respect uh, oh, oh it's very that. it's very powerful even in the games the problem is it's slow to medium tank treads I can however imagine. if you can get however if it has range you're dead <laughs> yeah so he, he just goes into detail about it i thought you guys might find that interesting and then the best one, <laughs> man ticketed for riding electric unicycle modded as Char's uh, Sazabi. Why get ticketed? 
Okay, so he was riding, as it says, an electric unicycle. And I thought this was actually funny because I didn't realize this. Um, With their first case of electric unicycle being taken out on public road, and it's a weird story for more reason than one. Uh, He was riding, okay, so Ninebot, a Ninebot one unicycle. And Ninebot is produced by a Chinese company, uh, Ninebot, that actually acquired Segway in 2015. So this is um, from a Chinese company that, that... you know, didn't the creator of Segway die on an off-road Segway? <laughs> that is news to me. I thought Segway was just still around. Well, huh, um, the okay. company has been acquired is what it is. So yeah. I don't know if Segway is still around, but it's owned now by a Chinese company called Ninebot. But the, I I heard that the creator of Segway, maybe this is false. Maybe it's just uh, one of those fake stories. But I heard that the creator of Segway actually was developing an off-roading Segway. And he ended up going off of uh, the side of a mountain, <laughs> and it killed him. Uh, which is, uh, which is That's one of those things funny. where it's sad, but it's it's kind of it's like it's got that irony aspect to it, so it's also kind of funny. Oh, but anyway, like uh, saw he neglected or per- perhaps chose not to mention that this mention is that the unidentified man's ride was tricked out to resemble Char uh, Osnabel's uh, MSN zero four Sazabi. So. One more article here. Um, Catacau producer. What? Go ahead. Catacau producer says that physical sales are still important in the anime industry. Um, So you guys can check this out. It's kind of uh, self-explanatory. Basically, uh, we don't really even need to talk about it. We're all on the same page here regarding the fact that that, uh, physical sales, obviously, it's kind of like I talk about how... uh, TV, um, I mean, what are you paying to watch it other than your cable bill? Thing online, how much is the ad actually making, you know, if you watch it on yeah. Crunchyroll or something? Um, but if you buy the physical release, you're sending them like 40 bucks. You know what I mean? Well, so. depending on how the contract is, for a lot of foreign to local company, the local company has to pay them for the rights. So they made their money. It's the local yes, they have, that's trying to yeah. gain back, gain back their losses and profits somehow. Well, Which um, on the contract, if they need to give more money to do more releases or what, from that point. They were saying in the article that um, the foreign market actually, like a lot of shows, actually don't do all that well in Japan, but they see tremendous sales overseas. So, uh, coming from Katakawa, yeah. They, they know what they're doing. Yeah, well, I'm just saying that what what we're doing here as collectors is making an impact that they are feeling uh, in that we are actually supporting uh, the industry and whatnot. And by the way, I don't want to go back on the cryptocurrency thing, but um, the the purpose of Otaku Coin the that they were thinking about making was, uh, and also the one from GACT and all the other ones, is that they're trying to create a cryptocurrency that you can use to support people in the industry. Um, so it's actually, it's, it's kind of a different purpose than, uh, um, than let's say Bitcoin, but it doesn't appear to be, it almost feels like it's not even a cryptocurrency. It's just like, a, I don't know. I, I don't know what they're doing. It's, I don't want to get back into it. <laughs> anyway, uh, but regarding that last that. article, my one gripe is really in the first sentence. Yeah. What, what did it say? Uh, Hold on, I'm pulling it up. Yeah, pull it up. The first sentence 
Ega.com's anime hack website posted an interview with Katakawa anime go. producer Sho Tanaka on Monday. In the interview, yeah, Tanaka have, they're they're reporting on this, but they call it a hack site. Oh, is it a? Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Let's see. I'm gonna click on the link. Anime.ega. The site's called Anime Hack. Oh, well, Look. never mind. I feel silly. I'll show you. I can't I'll see. I see you. I will show you. I will show you. So, do you like Sriracha? Yes, I do. Anime.ega.com. Anime Haku. So, it's Anime Hack. Okay. All right. All right. Well. Uh, and then, actually, um, I thought about something. Uh, found an article I wanted to share here that I didn't link in here yet. So I'm just uh -oh. going to grab it real quick. Certain surprises arises. Oh, shoot. I didn't save it properly. And yes, I am very excited for Overlord this season. It was the one that uh, I think Kitty posted it about the uh, about a manga, a Japanese manga had specifically gone over the uh the effects of like the like scanlation and whatnot like they, they had gone out of their way to go over it in the uh um in the manga and the, the top comment on the post was i wonder when this manga will get scanned <laughs> um anyway uh let me okay we're, we're yeah we'll, we'll just move on now to well let me get let me get back into my... I, I hate that I can't screen share without... What the heck? There we go. I tried to, I tried to go full screen and it gave me, a, it gave me an error noise. Uh-oh. Anyway. It's okay. We're good. Uh, anything in the chat uh, interesting that we need to bring up? Because there's a lot has gone by. I know I went on a rant about, about uh, financial <laughs> institutions I, for a minute. I didn't, I didn't know cryptocurrency was going to bring that out of you. Oh yeah, do you have? I, I didn't plan for it too, but I just saying like it's it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous uh, you know future precedent. So, so how long am I banned from my other account? Until I call uh, Google support and get you unbanned. <laughs> okay. Okay. Loop on the third part two collection two is what I guess Reese is saying that regarding uh, box set uh, showcase, oh, yeah. like, perhaps. Box yeah, box yeah, box set of the week. Hmm. I I read that as Breath of the Wild at first, but I'm like, Oop. like why does it start with BS? And then I'm like, yeah, okay, is it yeah. talking about this show? The BS oh, <laughs> I don't know where um, the W comes in. My <laughs> Reese says my only complaint uh, with Stardust Crusaders was th that they cut the scene where Dio drives down the sidewalk. Yeah, I know, right? You spend all this time making sure everything's everything is manga perfect. Then you then for the TV broadcast they edit out the Dio driving car for some reason. I'm not sure if what they. What do you say for the? Sorry, good. Continue. I was gonna say when you say 
for the TV broadcast, does that mean that the DVD will have it or? I don't know. I'm not, well, sadly I'm not Viz, so I really don't know. Hopefully we won't have ghosts this time, aside from a stand. Um, let's see. I'm just wondering when they're going to bring over. Uh... All right. It looks like you have been a victim of uh, the YouTube chat removing words out of your posts. Where at? You said, I'm assuming you meant to say, I have no idea why they did that when they were, when people were talking about your dumpling nickname, but it says, I have no, why they did that. I have no idea why YouTube is removing words from the chat. I, uh, and I will definitely oh, I check out. I was referring back to the Dio comment. Okay. But still, you said, yeah. I have no why they did that. And I'm assuming you actually typed in idea. I, I really doubt you skipped the whole word. And, and just for whatever reason, YouTube just removes, like, it's literally, it's there. You hit enter, and then it posts without it. Um, okay. For some reason, it has to be some word about thoughts, like idea or... Uh, it's funny. Uh, it's, it's funny that... Uh, oh, yeah, Costco. Regarding the, the hive mind discussion... Um, is because I keep telling, like, I want to put this out into the zeitgeist through through the podcast. Danny says, I send out City Hunter, let it happen. It's funny because I brought up City Hunter and said, this is when I was acknowledging the magic of the podcast. And I said, because the, pod, the podcast is magic, HD release of City Hunter. And then literally by the by the next podcast or the podcast after that, we get, we get news that there's an HD remaster coming out in Japan. So. Oh, yeah. Guess what I refound for my collection. In other boxes. What's up? That uh, what? Blue Submarine number six uh, tsunami movie, which I'm not sure if oh, it's yeah. part of the part of that other or not. And one of your favorite movies, uh, Twilight: The Spirits Within. I don't hate that movie. Uh, when I actually worked for. I worked for a guy who was um, one of the art leads on that movie. Okay. He said that when they were working on it, they had certain effects that um, they were really pressed up against the deadline and they had certain effects that they just couldn't figure out how to do. So they actually went to um, the same method that they would have done it to achieve it in a video game. And they just did that. And it came out perfect. <laughs> came out exactly as the, the director had wanted it or something. Oh, wow. So, what was the rationale for including a chuckabo, but only through someone's freckle? You know, um, I haven't seen the movie since I bought the the DVD, so I don't remember that actually. Um, but I, I now that you mention it, like it is kind of coming back to me. I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you, obviously. I, I, I didn't work on the movie. I was a kid at the time when it when it was made. Yeah, same here. Ursayats or needs a re-release. I mean, just just point to where it is in your collection. Um, well, part of it's right here, and the other part of it's way over there. So it's off it's off camera both ways. So how tall is it? Like four four feet tall. How tall is what? When you, you mean like when it's next to you? No, uh, no. Let's when see. You, you just stack it up. Just how I have. Yeah, like when it's next to you, it would be um, about. 50 DVDs plus, let's say, it's probably about 
that tall. So not four feet, like maybe, maybe up to my thigh. So three feet. <laughs> uh, well, Sorry, two feet, foot, two feet. Six, maybe. Let me, you want me to get a tape measure? I can. Do it. Do it. Just, I'll just go grab a tape measure. All right. Now, as he's getting a tape measure, let's talk about Ghost in the Shell 2, Innocence. And look at this nice, shiny steel case that I have of it. Ooh. Now, open this sucker up. Luckily, with this steel, steel case, if it comes open, the person was smart enough to open, leave, the, leave what was glued on it inside the case. This is the movie. That is the soundtrack. Ooh. Uh, one of the things that, I, that I'm excited for in this movie is for a long time, I briefly saw it in the green movie, the original, and sometimes in uh, the TV show, like uh, Stanlow Complex or Second Gear gig, it was that blasted basset hound. I kept seeing promotion. It's like exactly art. three feet. Two feet. Exactly three feet. Three feet. There you go. Like within a margin of give or take an inch, it's it's just over three three feet. Anyway, yeah, the basset hound Gabriel, yes, which they called the in the um in the dub. I noticed because this is I've seen the movie like seven times, but I always watched it in the let me grab it. It's in I always watch it in the original format that it was released. Uh, here it is, this one right here from Hollywood Video. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, which this is probably the worst cover. I mean, well, this one's worse. I don't like this one. I don't like this cover. Yeah, I don't know. I think I like it's this, a shine. I think that this is the best cover that it's gotten so far. But I think uh, we talked about this in the in the last podcast. I think that the that book, um, Say Goodbye or whatever it was, uh, that's the Ghost in the Shell 2 novel that right. has that has Bato holding the Basset Hound. I think that's the best cover they could have given it, and they haven't done that yet. But um, but real quick, just uh, in the dub, I watched it on uh, the Blu-ray, and um, this has the Bandai dub and the Manga UK dub. And I watched the Bandai dub because I've always wanted to see this movie with the standalone complex voice actors, and I just never had, so I took that opportunity here. They call Gabriel her um so i i don't they, they named the dog gabriel but it's a female dog i thought that was weird i just yeah, it's an angel that's that's the point i was trying to make and tripped over those words for like a full minute and a half <laughs> sweet danny has a seal book as well but back to the basset hound i've been one I also watch this what'd Sorry. you watch I also watched the music video uh, anthology I, thing. I do not have it. And how come the reflection is not reflecting me? I feel very displeased. Here, I will, because I angled it down. Do you want me to go ahead and start talking? I'll talk now. I'm not showing up. Ah, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, let me. Yeah, there's no way. There's, there's really no way for me to do it unless I unless I get like your the little mini window of you. <laughs> there's like no way Ooh. for me to actually. Uh, there's that Basset Hound again. Anyway, you're in there somewhere. Right? Yeah, so I thought I actually like this cover better. Um, but anyway, well, go ahead. I'm always teased with this dog, and I finally get to see it. Not only do I get to see it, I get an explanation of her. I get 
to see this dog be a dog instead of wandering the street or random still art. Now, there's an importance to this kind of hound, referring to the Basset Hound, which that's what she is, Bloodhound, and uh, if you want to go Scooby-Doo, Great Dane. In, uh, in Britain and France, they're considered to be spirit hunting dogs as well. Okay. So, as Balto's Bal so Bal trying to search for the ghost. Yeah, you're suggesting that the ghost is like that there's a uh, I happen there's to know a symbolic connection that I happen to know that Mamoru Oshii just happens to like basset hounds a lot I might be able to pull a passage from the stray dog of anime uh, about Mamoru Oshii the films of Mamoru Oshii I may be able to I don't know if it's in yes there is actually a table of contents thingy let me see. No, it's all movies, though, I think. I'll look up Basset Hound and see if they talk about it. I, I mean, I, I'm almost positive they talk about it in here. I just don't know if... Uh, Basset Hound, page 8, 111, 132, and 181. I can tell you why the Basset Hounds. Birds, fish, and dogs. Oshi is a great lover of animals, and they are a recurring motif in many of his films. Fisher featured as looming shadows on the sides of buildings and as airplane-sized carp swimming through the sky in Angel's Egg in Twilight Q2, Labyrinth, uh, Objects File 538. Uh, respectively, birds, and especially their feathers, are highlighted in Angel's Egg and the two Pat Labor movies and in Ghost in the Shell. The fish and birds, especially, uh, especially both because both seem to have the propensity to uh, uh, for flight in Oshi's films are perhaps symbolic of a sense of freedom from the mundane. Dogs, especially Oshi's beloved Basset Hounds, appear in a number of his later films and represent the director himself. Oshi does not call himself a stray dog as a mere metaphor. His love of and identification with animals is legendary. He was even he has even drawn caricatures of himself as a dog, um, <laughs> as the character Haruko states in an episode of the self-referential anime series FLCL. Anime directors like cats because they don't have to take care of them. You know they can't even take care of themselves. Oshi is probably the only director that loves dogs. He thinks he's a dog himself. So, um, real quick. Uh, the scene, there's a lot of, I don't know if you call it an Easter egg, but there's references in the live action Ghost in the Shell movie to Oshi in that the scene in the live action movie where Bato is caring for the dogs, he's, he makes that comment, um, you know, I just, I have a thing for stray dogs. That's a reference to Oshi, right? And the, um, when I was doing, I don't know if it made it into the, the final version of the video, but when Mr. Nice Guy and I went to see the live action movie and we um, and we uh, did the first impressions, he picked up on something that totally I, I just didn't even think about it. But you see when Bato first gets the, the eyes, you see from his perspective looking at the major and it's got a red tint to it. And that's a, a nod to the red spectacles, which is a movie by Oshi and all that stuff. So um, anyway, just thought I'd bring that up. I'll look up the other ones. Go ahead and Augie. Um, did you did you guys find that interesting, or should I just? Yeah, when's this book ever going to be brought up again? 
Yeah, might as well, right? I'll, I'll look up the uh, 111. I find it weird that he created Angel's Egg, and that movie was about his religious experiences. Then after he gets done with that movie, he gives up his faith in Christianity. But you know what? I want I want to say this really briefly. Christianity is a very interesting religion if you've ever looked into it, because mainline Christianity is so devoid of what an actual relationship with God is like that. I think most people who are, um, let's say lifelong Christians, uh, they, it's like a, there's a moment for people where they sort of come out of the matrix, so to speak, and they realize what was the church and what was actually Christ. So, um, you, you claim that he sort of steps away from it, but I think that, um, I think it's more that he steps away from sort of the, it's really hard to explain. It's like, for instance, I, I am very um, meticulous about not liking to apply labels to myself when it comes to like, for instance, um, political labels or just any sort of labels, because I feel like it's a, it shuts down opportunities for discussion because it gives people preconceived notions about what you are. So I, I always felt like his stepping away from Christianity was actually less about um stepping away from a relationship with God and more about stepping away from, from perceptions of Christianity. But that's just, that's just my opinion on the matter. So I'm going to find that other entrance with. All right. Because the comments brought it up. How about the animation for it? Not being production IG. Uh, this was pretty phenomenal. Even for the time it was released. Well, that's pretty much all I'm going to talk about. So give me a second here. But um, I went to page 111. It was all about uh, Pat Labor. So I'm looking to see if there's anything on uh, specifically on. Yeah, this one's on Ghost in the Shell. As you're looking up, uh, well, that, a, bit of a, a bit of a side note. I've This is the first time I've seen this movie. My friends have always mm -hmm. called this the Hey Ho, It's the Bato Show since the major isn't really in it sadly the major is in it but not as the major right and in fact um i i feel kind of silly okay so getting back to what you're saying about the visuals yes what i want to say about this film is that every single frame in this movie it's like they said oh man i gotta get, i got so much stuff don't let me forget about the basset hound about how um Oshi thinks of himself like he he identifies him. I have something really important to say about that. But the thing about every frame in this movie is like it's like the it's like Oshi himself said, there's the easy way. Let's not do it that way. You know, every single frame is so freaking detailed in this movie. Um, and it's just it's ridiculous. It's I mean, oh my god, Ishikawa driving in that car, all the reflections from all the lights on the signs shining on that. Obviously it's CGI, but God was that gorgeous. And as I said, in the last podcast, there's, there's numerous scenes where you see over the shoulder shots of them in the car, somebody opens the door, the light goes on, their reflections show up in their, in the uh, windshield, you know, unbelievable attention to detail. And the thing about Oshi, if you have this movie, I don't know if it's on the other ones, but this one specifically, and also 
on this movie, which Oshi also worked on. I didn't know that. In the special features, there is uh, on this movie. I know it's on this one for sure, but I'm pretty sure it's on both. But in the special features, you can see a behind-the-scenes interview sort of thing, like where it's like just it's just it's incredibly nonchalant, but it's just behind the scenes. Oh, she's talking. He's wearing a shirt with a basset hound on it, and if you're paying attention, the shirt, the eyes of the basset hound blink on his shirt, yeah. and it's so creepy and off-putting. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if they did it in post as a joke or what. But it happens, it's that shirt. Because it's the same shirt in the Blood, the Last Vampire one. And it happens again there. So it's very weird. <laughs> and I, I sure think he does it on purpose. No, they, they, they are most, you can go frame by frame and watch the eyes come down and blink. Yeah. And go back up. It's creepy. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, he he really um, identifies with that, that Basset Hound. But uh, regarding the, go ahead. As you're taking a brief breath, um, one of the aspects from I liked from uh, Standalone Complex is the whole, there's episodes where it's Bato and the guy that's anti-robot, but then he gets robotic that, parts later. Okay, for the I record, yeah. everybody gets that wrong. Okay, Togusa is against cyberization, but he does have a cyber brain. That's, that's right. the thing, people forget that. Well, you kind of have That's to why he's that. able to hang out in the lobbies. And yeah, you're right. He has to in that in that society. So this whole I always like those two as appearing in the show. And I always wondered wondered if they can just if you can cut the show and have like a whole different 13 episode series just based off of it. I was in have I was in quite an awakening when I wa watched this movie when it was nothing but that. Yeah. Have you seen um uh, well, Ishikawa was also in it, but um, but uh, yeah, I know what you mean. But have you seen Solid State Society? Uh, I have it. Isn't that just a re rehashing of season two? No, no. Or are you <laughs> that going movie, into the touch special? I'm not going to talk about it, but I'm just saying you got to watch it. It's unbelievable. You will be on the edge of your seat during certain scenes. Good, good. Yeah, it will get your heart pumping. So, um, regarding what you said, though, like, did did it bother you to see a movie version where it was all Togusa and Bato, pretty much? No, I was expect. I was kind of expecting it through people talking, because from what I understood, in America, the original Green movie, uh, Ghost in the Shell, did mm -hmm. excellent. In Japan, it bombed. So, what they had to do, and from what I understood. In Japan for the the movie poster, they had Innocence really big on it and kind of in smaller font put Ghost in the Shell 2. Okay, I have to address something real quick because this yes. is the perfect time to do it. That mecha guy is saying, um, I want to double check in case there was a... Yeah, okay, so there's, there's nothing preceding this, I don't think. He said... Um, my book that I'm writing revolves around Christianity and how the story changes the main character's faith, faith in that belief. Um, mind you, I'm interested in, uh, first of all, 
behind the scenes, Augie has asked me if we would sometime in the future like to uh, have you guest on the podcast, if you'd be interested in doing that. And um, I would be interested in just picking your brain on that subject uh, at some point, just because I, I, I really do find it quite fascinating. And I'd like to see how that plays into all the stuff we talked about with Oshi. Um, so I just wanted to bring that up. Um, One thing that's making the Oshi uh, research a lot easier is because is uh, I can't say anything for Pat Labor, but any of his other works and movies, he always leaves a commentary. <laughs> so it makes yes, things a lot a easier. For this too. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Oh, uh, Reese is talking about the fishball with the coelacanth. The, the, oh, yeah. Again, that's another example of so something that's really incredible about about again, it just you could do it the easy way. Let's not do it that way. Oh, there yeah. are scenes. There are scenes in this movie that are animated from a fisheye perspective. And you could do that in post. I'm not sure if you could do it in post back then. I mean, what probably if it were me, the way I would have done it uh, is I would have uh, I would have animated it one way, applied the fisheye effect, and then rotoscoped it again so that you get the cleaner line that's what i would have done probably wouldn't have gotten the right effect i don't know it's it's beautiful it's a really beautiful movie um I mean, you have animation studios called go hands but this movie has go fish so what do you expect is that the animation studio or is that the dvd uh, uh, that was the pictures so i'm not sure pictures. oh wait it was done by I production think... ig i feel like a moron now so yeah yeah the, the cg is going to be excellent well, well, there's a lot of CG in this, a lot. But it's what's interesting is that of everything that's ever, well, I was gonna say that of everything that's ever integrated CGI into 2D animation, this does it better than anything else. But that's not really true, because there are a lot of times where you wouldn't even know that it's happening because it's done that much better. This is one where you can where you can tell that it's happening, but it does it really well. So I'll just say that. Um, and uh, uh, first of all, one of the things that I really liked about this that I wish was in standalone complex a little bit more is the philosophy um, and the yeah. back and forth between Togusa and Bato didn't it feel, regarding the philosophy. Regarding the philosophy and how it was portrayed, didn't it kind of feel like he was watching an episode of X-Men with Charles Xavier and Hank Williams kind of having back and forth the whole in some I, felt, parts. I felt like it was a peek at Oshi's mind and I could kind of imagine Oshi having discussions with people and sort of projecting those conversations into his, like I, Oshi strikes me as the kind of guy who he's fascinated about the Isaac Asimov ideas. Uh, and he is, um, he strikes me as the kind of person who's on forums all the time debating with people about consciousness and uh and ghost uh like yeah. machine type ai ideas like it just seems to me like he seems like that kind of guy and i feel like um i'm i'm just glad that he exists i'm glad that he exists and i'm glad that he's able to put out this work because nobody else is doing stuff like this you know thank you reese hank mccoy not hank williams that's a baseball player um I, I do agree uh, with that. 
with how he written he also with this movie there's a lot of round circle stuff with the philosophy and what's going on around them like what got me laughing it's not a spoiler but i found it kind of funny during the during one of their conversations bato mentions about a fairy tale of how a man missed his daughter so much he created a doll that he called it her do- his daughter himself that was- that was Descartes, wasn't it? Wasn't he talking about Rene Descartes? Who was he talking about? He was talking about a philosopher. That's, pro- that's probably it. Then you have, uh, let me find the guy's name again. You have Togus uh, kind of mocking it. But at the end, when you finally see the daughter well, have the doll. Yeah. Do you know why? I The thing that, that really hits home with me with that is that Togus has a daughter. So he was mocking it because he come, comes from a different perspective than Bato because he actually has kids and he yeah. actually knows the relationship of, of having a kid. Yeah, I, I agree. I thought that was interesting. I thought that was kind um, of funny, but you have a lot of that within this movie. Uh, yeah, what about and it's, it's interesting because... Go ahead. It's interesting because... Well, I was just going to say it's interesting because not a lot actually happens in this movie. Compared to the first one. Like almost nothing is actually happening in it, but it's really captivating because it's so visually stunning. Um, And let me put it this way. When I did my first impressions of the live action ghost in the shell movie, normally with any live action Hollywood adaptation, I can go into it no matter how bad the movie is and enjoy it because I don't expect it to be the original. I expect them to make changes and I'm okay with changes. But in this particular case, they squandered such an enormous opportunity to do things in the ghost in the shell universe. And they dumbed it down for the audience to a degree that I was insulted by with the whole, like the, the led lights to show data transferring stuff drove me crazy. Right. So well, at least it wasn't pure green. Well, something that they did with, with um, ghost in the shell too a lot of that I thought was really interesting was they were playing with cyber brains getting hacked repeatedly. So they had a lot of, they had a lot of scenes in it. Like there's a scene where Bato is in the convenience store and you see from his perspective as he's under attack and he's freaking out and he's going to shoot. And then all of a sudden, Oh, he's getting hit with bullets. And then he grabs his other gun and then he's getting hit and hit and hit. And then all of a sudden he's about to kill the guy holding the gun, which is the, owner of the store trying to protect himself from the fact right. that Bato's going berserk and Ishikawa gets the, you know, the thing in the back of the head that, that Reset. shuts him down and basically yeah. reboots his cyber brain. And then you find out that Bato had been hacked and he was shooting himself. Right. So they have this thing where they go through this really interesting concept of, of you're not going to give this in any other movie. You know what I mean? Um, and then the, there's the entire dollhouse or the, the mansion sequence where yep. they're trapped in a, in a program. And they keep resetting, right? And I stupidly didn't pick up on this the first time I watched it. There with the Basset Hound as a symbol to him. Uh, that And that's how he actually avoids getting tricked into the into the maze. Is because he sees uh, Amet, which is um, mm-hmm. death, or right. truth, rather. And then, with, when then in the next time that it resets... Uh, the AE in a Met is removed and it says Met, which is death. And this is about the Jewish Kabbalah. 
and when I don't really don't want to go into that right now, but it, it basically is, it spoke to him. It was like the major was telling him that, uh, that there's no truth to be found in this place. Right. And that he was being did, deceived. Um, did you catch the small glimpse of the Easter egg from the first movie? Which was what? At the end of the first movie, the major was in like a Lolita type body. Yeah, that's, which that's what I was about looks to say. very similar to. Yeah, it is that right body. there. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't pick up for some reason. I didn't pick up on that. Maybe I did, and I just kind of, I don't know. It, it felt, it felt new. Like when I watched it again, it, it felt oh, like was I was a, experiencing it a different way. Oh, he was probably excited the whole time since ah, nonstop actions, intriguing stuff that keeps you thinking and on your toes because you're trying to see yeah. what point they're trying to get to next. Uh, yeah, and it and it subverts a lot of your ideas. And there's just there's okay, two things. I watched this on Blu-ray for the first time. I need to buy. I I didn't want the Funimation Blu-ray, but now I need to buy it because I want to see the image quality compared to this one, because this one. It's a very interesting effect to it where I, I was going to say that. So for instance, remember in the Terminator when he, when you have the Terminator vision and it like does the scanning on people and has the yeah. outline and like the, you know, they do that. At the beginning of this movie. The, yeah. The sort of grid view. They do that at the beginning of this video movie from Bato's perspective, except it's that bright orange color. Um, and it's sort of, it's highlighted and whatnot. And uh, I expected that effect, which looks really cool on the DVD to look terrible on the Blu-ray. There's a grain effect on mm. the Blu-ray. It is not clear. It actually makes that effect. I don't know. I, I That's what I want to say is I want to see the Funimation Blu-ray to see if... Because it's so grainy. Um, so did Bandai accidentally anchor bay it? I don't know. It doesn't look bad. It just okay. doesn't look like you're watching a Blu-ray. I like the effect that it gives because it feels like like I'm watching this gritty film noir kind of effect, you know, but I'm not sure if it's supposed to be there. The grain actually makes that digital effect look really clean and it looks the way it's, I feel like it's supposed to, okay? So I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I, I just, I'd have to see it again. So two things I want to address, or I guess really one thing right now, um, there's a scene when they're talking to Hathaway, uh, which is the woman that, that when she tells him that the guy in Ode was a sex roid and all that stuff. Um, and, uh, she does this thing where her, her eyes open up and she looks into the telescope. They put that into the live action movie. That was so off putting <laughs> in the live action movie. <laughs> Am I the only one who felt like, like, uh, when I came into the movie, oh, how, I thought, I wonder was, if they're going to do that. And then they did it, and I was like... How's that off-putting? It's a sci-fi. <laughs> it was so freaky looking in the live-action movie. Uh, anyway, so, um, let's let's go ahead and talk about the mafia scene. Not mafia, Yakuza okay, so scene. Remember remember in when we talked about um, Karas last yep. podcast? And I talked about the scene where he storms the Yakuza house or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have I conflated those sequences, and I made them way cooler in my head. Um, this is the movie with the amazing sequence where he goes in with the, the rail, the the machine gun, the like the M80 oh, or whatever. Like, 
I like this too. Oh, you're talking about the Gallic gun? Uh, yeah, the Gatling gun. Yeah. Gatling gun. Gallic gun is, is Vegeta's yeah, special. Yeah, yeah. His, <laughs> the Saiyan Kamehameha. Oh, so if you like that Mafia Rush scene, you're going to enjoy Inushiki's Mafia Rush scene. Well, Inushiki, every time I, I have, I know nothing about it. I just I hear a little chatter here and there. But every every like artwork I've seen from, I'm like this looks like Ghost in the Shell. I can't wait to see this. I cannot wait to see that movie, or that I can't wait to see the series. Um, Inushiki, I'm really looking but, forward. To um, it. What I liked about the Mafia scene was you have the whole Bato uh, Tokusa buddy cop cop conversation mm -hmm. the whole time yeah tokusa being i don't want to do this child i have a child bato bato grunts and t tells him if he likes yeah. the yakuza <laughs> he doesn't they storm yeah, in reese's reese is talking about it right now the trunk the the part where they did the like the the um the what do you call that movie the pulp fiction thing where they're at the trunk and they're talking he's like we're just going to talk to them right he's like he's like yeah but one doesn't go to a yakuza with you know it's like they, he just it was clear that he was planning the whole time to shoot up the place and then his response do you trust them <laughs> or some variant of that oh man so he <laughs> roars in asking the asking the hell they pull out their guns then just bam the action just begins I think the reason that that sequence, that whole sequence is so good is because it's one of the only sequences in there where it's not overly dependent on CGI. That whole sequence is not overly dependent on CGI. Oh, Brad, you're... Oh, AC, you're in denial. So far, every Oshu movie that we've watched had some sort of machine gun bullet scene. Yeah. And... and we had talked about how Jinro was the last movie. I don't even know if this is true. I just heard this somewhere and I've been repeating it like it's true. We've heard that Jinro was the last movie where every individual bullet, every individual frame was animated for the bullet hitting. Um, they, they have a scene like that in this movie where he takes the, uh, the gun with the, um, it's like a, it's a full auto um, pistol uh, that he takes off the Yakuza guy and he shoots the ground and it's like, you know, and they did the, they did that with this movie. But what I'm getting at is that there's some really cool sequences in here that are not dependent on CGI. Like for instance, when he fights the guy with the crab uh, claw um, and they do that yeah, shot yeah. where he, he grabs it and he jumps over and you see it from above and you see Bato's like legs up here as he's spinning in the camera. And then it rips off the guy's arm. Oh, incredible, incredible animation in that whole sequence. Also the, just the, the part where, like Tokus is like useless the whole time, the whole movie. Let's oh, be real. <laughs> he goes up the stairs and the, the grenades come down. He is, on him. he is the everyman that puts the sci-fi perspective in a normal means or explanation. Okay. Could you take him out of the movie? Yes. Does it hurt the movie? Well, I love the character. I, I'm not saying that I didn't like having him there, but I just think it's funny because he is. Um, he, well, okay. Let me let me change that. What he contributes is it's a it's a it's a psychological thing, a mental um, intelligence sort of back and forth uh, that he's contributing. Like they keep him around. Bato sticks with him because he keeps up with him on the philosophical discussions on what what's going on. Mm. Uh, but but in terms of um, in terms of the combat, he's like a liability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then again, he doesn't have that experience like Bato has. Also, maybe it's the script. 
Say that again. I was reading Danny's comment. Oh, uh, then again, Tokusa doesn't have the same level of experience as Balto has, seeing as he, he's fought a war right. and has been in it a lot longer. Yeah. Um, he's also a lot more cyberized, so he can, oh, yeah. he can take a beating. So he can go into combat a lot more. I'm not sure if it's the Bandai yeah. dub of this or if it was or if the movie was written like this, but it was kind of nice to see some future stuff come from the movie that became a standalone complex and second gig. Like there's some scenes where you can piece together an idea for the laughing man. And like, like what? well, like Balto telling the story of the laughing man. <laughs> I don't remember him talking about the laughing. Man. Uh, there was a brief, well, he didn't call it the laughing man. There was like a brief uh, minute where Balto talked about a hacker who turned about a hacker and the same result as the oh, ending. Oh, yeah, yeah. He said that uh, the guy was like ex-military. He said, what did he say? Send a, send a donkey something and he doesn't come back a horse. What was the? Yeah. Uh, send out a donkey to grow up to be a horse, but he just becomes an ass. No, I think, I think like he that. said I send an ass to a right. to something. And he doesn't come back a horse, or he comes back. He's still an ass. He doesn't become a horse. Some some to that effect. Um. Anyway. Um. So yeah, I, I think it's a great movie. The, there's only one sequence that I really don't like in the movie, um, and it's the uh, the opening credits. You know how they do like the, there's the movie starts. There's like a beginning scene. Then they do the opening credits where they have like the creation of the Android. Um, the very last scene, the CG hair on that thing looks so bad to me. Um, but other than that, I really like the movie. It's it funny because when I was a kid. Good. I thought it was supposed to look bad because, well, it was destroyed. <laughs> no, no, no. They show in the beginning, they have the hand like coming together. That looks great. Everything looks great uh, until it gets to the point where you see the face and the eye opens up and then the camera goes up close to the blue eye. The hair coming off of the top and also the eyelashes just doesn't, it's bad hair. It's bad hair. And it's funny because when I was a kid and I was looking at, because I wanted to go into this field of doing 3D animation and CGI and whatnot. I, as a kid, I had always solved the problems that were going on in my head on how I'm going to do this better than they did. I always thought like the, the way, the reason this looks bad, there's not enough hair, just double or triple the amount of hair on the head and you're good. You know, um, obviously technology back then, you probably couldn't have done that because it would have, you know, the collision and all that would have just gotten out of control. But um, I don't I know. Production IG works, works of miracles. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that, that it didn't hold up. In the and I think it actually looks better in the DVD version because the individual strands blend together a little bit more. Um, but the Blu-ray, they just don't look good. The the strands don't they they separate and they just it, it just looks cheesy, crappy. I, I just I don't know. I don't like it. Um. Uh, Reese Reese corrected me. The yeah, he says he, they were talking yeah. about the guy who's going to see the hacker. Yeah. yeah. So um. Yeah, I mean, I, I just, I picked it as uh, every, with the exception of the individual 11 to a degree, every person that they end up dealing with is a hacker because that's just where right. the world is, you know? 
and not to go back into the to the discussion on cryptocurrency, but that's the in, internet is that humanity up until this point has been in conflict over land and resources on in the real world. And now, uh, and this is sort of going back to the, the thing going on with um, the anime Matsuri guy suing uh, somebody else who's on YouTube that's not doing sort of what we're doing, you know, is that uh, we have entered into a realm where digital real estate is almost as valuable as physical real estate. And the difference is that physical real estate is not necessarily owned by anyone. Like you can actually claim it. There's ways to obtain it and stuff. But then when it comes to, when it comes to digital real estate, you have to go through like, for instance, YouTube, you have to create your space through YouTube according to YouTube's rules uh, and whatnot. I mean, you can create your own website, but it's just, you get what I'm saying. It's, it's a little different. The, the landscape is changing. And I think that that's very, um, I think that going forward, like for instance, I'll just say that I, I think that the 19th uh, in, uh, century and the 20th century, you could say that big oil was like literally gasoline and oil dictated all the technology pretty much that we developed, you know, um, like there's a show on Netflix called um, How the States Got Their Shapes. And it's very interesting because they talk about how the reason that some states have sort of, you know, squiggly-ish lines on them is because those lines are rivers and the straight lines are often railroads, right? So there's all these things about how transportation and trading and whatnot is how um, it defined the, um, the states, right? And um, with big oil, we developed the automobile, you know, the railroad, all, all these things are developed as we get into what became the cash cow that sort of created that 1%, uh, you know, elite people that they were in, they were sort of controlling everything as, as big oil was the, uh, um, you know, the, the topic of the day, so to speak. Um, and we developed all this technology because of big oil. Right. And now right. we're entering into this new, realm where big data is the new thing you right. know knowing everything well, about people and also, having all the metadata and, and well, whatnot is the new thing that we're going to see for, for now for technology it depends on where the major investors are like technically right now we should be in between uh bio biology slash anatomy research and the major one right now is electronic electronics and energy research you can throw in weapons in there as well so well that's always that's always going to be a given oh wait hold on whoa, whoa, whoa. oh i'm holding the low the watermark um there's a watermark there's no watermark on here no 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 on the channel oh okay if you watch it through <laughs> you're watching, youtube you watch it through me okay i get it <laughs> um <laughs> all right just um so going back to ghost going back to innocence well real quick what you were saying about biology and technology is that yeah. we are getting to that singularity moment which obviously ghost in the shell is past that point and i think that um 
the futurist idea that that was going to happen and that Oshi, Oshi was really keyed into the fact that I think that a lot of stuff we see in the ghost in, in ghost and shows kind of like how the idea of the flip phone was developed because it, it was in Star Trek as a communicator. Right. Right. So it, it was, it was seen in Star Trek. There's a lot of things that they, they came up with an idea in Star Trek, like the, the face on the screen, you know, having FaceTime communications or whatever, these things were developed in sci-fi and then they became, they, right. they were adopted into how our technology was driven. Right. So let's see a standard uh, sci-fi original movie. They watch Nova, take a concept and write a plot about it. Well, I'm just saying that um, like with Ghost in the Shell, there's a lot of things that we've seen in Ghost in the Shell that I think are going to be eerily accurate to how transcendence is going to actually go, where people will start to cyberize themselves. Um, there are some things like, for instance, the, uh, the the typing on the keys. I don't think that's actually going to happen. You know, in the first movie, when the like the fingers pop apart, and they start typing super fast. Right. I don't think that's going to happen because I think that we'll get to a point where it's thought driven instead of analog, you know? <clears throat> With mind bullets. But it looked really cool in the movie. Yeah, but I'm just saying that, um, to your point, I'm just saying that that we are at this point. We are at the point where where things are going to quickly develop into this Ghost in the Shell type world where we are cyberizing each, uh, our, ourselves and, and there will be people like Togusa, which is why I think he's such an important character, by the way, in oh, yeah. standalone complex, more so than the movies because they don't explore this the same way. Oh. But I really do think that, that the invention of this character, although, um, you know, obviously it's hard. Ghost of the Shell is a weird property because the original manga is not at all like the movies. Like this series was hijacked by Oshi and made into this entirely different thing, you know? And I just think it's very interesting that, um, I don't, I, like I said, I, I think there would be people like Togusa. Like I don't plan on getting cyberized. You know what I mean? I don't, I wouldn't do that. That's just not something that I'm going to, um, that I want to do. And I just think it's very interesting the forethought of creating uh, a world where you could have these very real things going on these very real topics of discussion that aren't even going to hit you know real human beings talking to each other for you know 50 years you know what i mean i just thought i just think it's a brilliant series oh yeah i'm, I'm not denying that but right now considering technology if you look like if you look at the bigger ones like I'm going to grab a drink. Microsoft and Apple. Apple's kind of running out of ideas on how to expand aside from the current trend of let's make things smaller to a point where we'll get so small that we can we can go between the atoms, which is pretty much pointless because you, you need to have the atoms bump into G in, yeah. you need the atoms to bump into each other and collide to create that current for electricity which we're kind of reaching that point. What I'm getting though, is that really quick drinks companies. What? You take really quick drinks or bathroom breaks. I brought oh, okay. Two. Okay. Anyway, um, what I'm, um, what I think though, is that for instance, Apple, I, I agree with you. They're not, they're not nearly as innovative as they used to be. Although I will say that I love these things way more than I ever thought I would. Um, Fair enough. But but I, uh, the thing is, though, the, the technology 
they're basically perfecting constantly what they've created. And that advancement in technology, like for instance, the laptop that I'm using has a, um, a lithium polymer battery instead of a lithium ion battery, right? So right. Lithium, lithium polymer is moldable. You can, you can make it into any shape or size. So what they did is rather than stick a lithium ion battery in here that they have to work around the shape, they just made the laptop and stuck the battery in all the crevices, you know? I don't, I don't so, know why, but with that description, I imagine one of the workers just taking a bit of this clay and just molding gummy yeah, out of it. Molding it in. I know that's, that's, that, that does come to mind. What I'm just saying is that Apple is developing things. And quite frankly, um, I'm against a lot of, a lot of this stuff. I think that, that, uh, that in the technology field, there's a lot of tremendous evil going on and um, incredible abuses of, of human rights. Like, for instance, Apple's factories in China have safety nets because people jump off and kill themselves because the working well, conditions are so awful. Well, so they literally uh, catch it's you. China. Yeah, but I'm just saying, you know, and, and what obviously happens like, if you have no human rights. Yeah, but mining, mining the crystals and the, um, you know, the the copper and all that, the, all that stuff that's needed to produce laptops. I mean, like there's there's human yeah. rights issues here. I'm just saying. But what I'm what I'm getting at with with Apple in terms of their development is that they're pushing things and developing new subtle technology that that maybe the the item looks the same as you're used to seeing it. I mean, this right. isn't too terribly different from this, right? It's a little bigger, sure, but. Um, but the actual interior and in what makes it work is changing and, and the technology they're developing is now going to be applied by other in industries that are building different things. You well, know, duh, that's so, how you, that's how you have an economy. Say, well, yeah, but I'm just saying you can say that Apple's not actually developed, like the Apple's not making cyberized people or whatever, whatever, but, but the technology that they're developing will be used by other companies to do that because Apple is making right. consumer products. They're, they're working on what they're known for. Um, they probably have stuff in the works that they that we won't see for another ten or twenty years. You know that that they are going out and trying different things and 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 whatnot is their thing. But um, but I will agree that since Steve Jobs died, they have significantly gone downhill. Yeah, because what they had they had this computer that they were going to sell. It's going to be the OS that will never die. And last year they just realized they couldn't update it, so they had to kill it off. But back to Ghost in the Shell. Once again. Oh, what else? So here we have the... Who's the guy in charge again? In the first movie, kind of looks like Bernie Sanders. Aramaki. Aramaki. Here he looks like... Here he act, he looks like what you expect from a standalone complex. Oh yeah, yeah, he looks a little different in. Uh, yeah, he looks. He has his hair. Interesting, you say that. You're right. Yeah, it's because, like he's almost uh, in hiding. No, well, what's interesting about that is that um, okay, so Ghost in the Shell, the new movie, which is the Ghost in the Shell Arise movie, right. that movie leads up to the moment in the first movie where she jumps off the building, goes um, camouflage, and then busts in. They changed that scene in the new movie uh, in order to incorporate Aramaki in it when I don't think he was in the original. Like, they changed the character out. 
So okay. yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that, but um, I, I want to say real quick um, regarding the live action ghost of the show. If I, if you were going to cast that movie, don't you think that the guy who played Tywin Lannister would have made a great Aramaki? It's Tywin Lannister. Um, his name is Charles Dance. I'll, I'll pull up a picture. Is this some sort of King Game of Thrones reference? Game of Thrones character, yeah. Is he the midget? Watch the. You have to. You'd have to know him as an actor to actually is, appreciate what I'm saying. Or is uh, he the big bodybuilder? Like, no, Tywin. Well, these are some terrible pictures. But, He's not the guy with the uh, hand cut off, is he? No, that's Jamie Lannister. That's his son. Let me. I'm going to share the screen real quick. Find a better picture. Malfoy. What? Malfoy. <laughs> You don't watch Game of Thrones. This is this is totally lost on you. But everybody who does, oh, who's, who's listening in the podcast, is is probably going to get where I'm coming from. That this would have just been a great is, casting choice. Oh, he, that's is he, a show he, that I can really get into. No, it's not the same guy, right? But the problem I but the problem I'm facing is I want it to end because I'm one of those people. It ended. I'm going to watch it straight through. Not okay. Well, I watched. I watched. It's, it's not airing this year. But next year it ends, and there's only six episodes left, I think. Oh wow! Are these like hour long episodes? Yeah. Okay. And they might actually be like an hour and twenty minutes, just because the last season they've really they really lengthened them. Um, but anyway, I'm curious what, what everybody else thinks about that. I would that would have been such an interesting casting choice. <clears throat> I feel like obviously they couldn't due to the fact that they. Where did I? This is the second time I've tried to go full screen in this video, and it it uh, gave me lip. <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah, it probably anyway. caused you ban someone. <laughs> I blocked you. Ooh. I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Don't make me do it again. <laughs> this was bad karma. I should never have given you those permissions. Um, no, I like the permissions. Share no. See, for anybody, <laughs> I should just share a screen and show you how this happened. But then I'll just block you again. <laughs> no, anyway, all right. Let's get let's get back on on. Um, so I, I I thought he would have been a good. Um, he would have been a really good Aramaki. <clears throat> I I hate to say it. I think he would have been a lot better than Takeshi uh, Kitano. And then um um. I had well, I my biggest gripe with that movie was Scarlett Johansson. But go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and continue with your with your topics. Okay, what else have we seen? Um, some catch up topics. The the whole golem. You didn't say golem, but when the, yeah, the word that meant death and death and earth. Uh, he, well, what did you watch it in? Hmm. What did you, which, which language, what did you, he said, he referred to it as a golem. Yeah, but in our in conversation, you never said golem. So oh, the okay. audience don't know what we're talking about. Okay. But the scene where the words changed, apparently the AE is an old English A for some weird reason. Um, yeah. 
uh, a friend of mine from New Zealand just sent me a picture of Takasakaguchi. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> why. <laughs> it's a it's a clip from Godzilla Final Wars. I don't know. I don't know how that's. This feels weird. <laughs> I don't know how he knew to send that to me. <laughs> I don't know why, but your screen got brighter. I don't. It keeps doing that. I'm not sure. Huh. Let's anyway. see. Other follow up. Uh, in the in the gas station scene where Balto was shooting himself and about to shoot the other guy, I liked how it was performed. Not because it looks like he was in he was being attacked, but look, but transitioned as if he had all of a sudden PTSD. If I put that correctly, yeah. And it even kind now of like the guy warned his partner Tokusa to watch after him for some reason. So I'm not sure if it. He has yeah, Ishii, Ishii, Okay, yeah, that was. Oh, God, I want to talk about something so bad, but I don't know if we have enough time. Um, he had, okay, because Togus is a rookie and Ishikawa was not. Right. I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast before. I recently read a book called Blink by Malcolm Gladwell, I think his name was. I told you about it behind the scenes. Right. It's about your adaptive subconscious. And the book the book opens with um, a story about uh, the Getty Museum when they're opening the Getty, where I, I forget the exact name of the type of statue or whatever, but somebody was from a private collection was trying to sell this statue to the Getty to put in their in their museum. And they were it was like you know a couple million dollars. They were asking for a lot of money. And uh, this statue was so incredibly well preserved that it didn't seem like it could possibly be real, it, authentic, authentic, to use a term that would give you the idea that it might be a forgery, right? Right. Um, and the Getty hired experts uh, like to forensically study it and stuff for like over a year. And then they finally came to the conclusion that it was in fact authentic because the dolomite had aged um apparently and there's just all this stuff that that convinced them it was real and so they bought it uh and then they were um they had a party before they were gonna launch like to open up to the public and they invited like archaeologists and stuff to come and and come to the getty enjoy this party and see the stuff that they were gonna show before the um the general public got to see it and people who had actually been at the digging sites where these types of statues had been removed were there and they took one look at it and turned to the people at the Getty and said, did you, have you, have you paid for this? And, and uh, the, like, you know, the martini um, toothpick falls out of the guy's mouth and he was like, why? And he's like, you need to get your money back. This thing isn't real. Like it's not, it's not authentic. And it was like the guy literally in two seconds from, from it being unveiled knew that it was a forgery. Right. And it's, it's this idea that when you're an expert at something, um, your brain processes all this information um, from the minute you see it and it translates this hyper amount of information into a gut feeling. Right. And that's what, that's what Ishikawa was feeling when he was, cause at, uh, experience has developed him to the point where I've seen this before. You don't know what's causing you to feel like there's a reason that this is going to happen, but your instinct tells you something's wrong with Bato, you know? And I thought that was, uh, a, it's a really interesting concept, um, how your 
uh, how your brain processes like 90% of what you process is happening behind the scenes. And it just is like our, our evolutionarily, we've developed a, a, what you would call a sixth sense that is the way that we interpret what the other five senses are telling us um, in a way that we can actually interpret it without it overloading our, our brain, you know? So I thought that I was a really interesting. Saying. I yeah, get sorry. what you're saying. You're calling. <laughs> I get what you're saying. You're saying that this guy's a new type, even though no one's in space. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that I thought it was, again, it's an interesting, I'm very I get, I get what you're saying. the idea that, that it, I, I am throwing Oshi another bone, that I think it's very cool that he is able to, to show these, um, these, the level of experience between characters. Like there's, in storytelling, yeah. there's a lazy way to do things and there's an interesting way to do things. Right. In the Lord of the Rings, when they when Frodo and Sam leave the Shire, there's that moment where Sam stops and Frodo turns around and says, You know, what's wrong? He's like, if I this is it, if I take one more step, this is the farthest I've ever been from home. Right? Um, that's a verbal cue of of him saying, and it's like it tells the audience, like, okay, yeah, so he this he's not super adventurous, he's never been outside of home, like move on, right? But um, I, I don't know what movie it is, but I heard I heard somebody talking about this topic when it comes to screenwriting. There's this movie where a guy um you don't know that you know specifically that he's never been outside of home, but he's in a taxi cab and the taxi is driving away from his home and he he's going to another state, and all of a sudden the radio signal starts getting interrupted uh, because, you know, he's getting away from the local stations and he's like, what's going on with the radio? And he's like, and, and the guy tells him like, don't you know, like we're leaving the, we're outside of the city. He just, he just assumes cause he's never been outside of his home state that when you leave uh, the radio signal stops broadcasting there. Right. And that's an interesting way of exploring the exact same concept of what I just said with Lord of the Rings but doing it in a way that furthers the, like the story in a more interesting way, rather than just saying, I've never been outside of the city kind of, you know, kind of thing. So I'm just applauding uh, sort of the use of, of showing through action uh, the difference in experience and, and um, things in, in regards to how Oshi portrays these characters. So like we've already talked about how, how um, uh, we mentioned earlier, how Togusa, kind of jokes about that guy it's like because togusa has a kid and bato does not you know right so i believe we talked about how the transitions were like like uh when togusa takes a sip of the tea then all of a sudden he stares in the little house and they're back from where they were before yeah which you know, that during thought, the, during the, the looping maze yeah yeah i i kind of like I enjoyed that I scene. <laughs> then I afterwards, really I have no idea how a battleship gets involved still, but but you get Bato fighting off these mannequins, which I'm yeah. talking about these mannequins yeah, I like that's is... about when he dies into the ocean? Yeah. What I like about these mannequins, they're supposed to be humanoid, yeah. but they still look more dollish and inhuman at the same time. So it's supposed to be a distance. And the way they moved. Yeah. Because oh, of the yeah. ball joint. 
the ball joint caused them to be able to spin around and stuff. That was, that was again, if I can just say something about Ghost of the Shell, about the attention to detail in this series, all of this series is unbelievable because the mechanical engineering aspect of it is insane, right? Not to mention the fact that in standalone complex, especially there are in, there's an entire line of firearms that are completely fictional that you could actually create in real life because all the mechanics of them are, are actually thought up and oh, yeah. designed, That's you know, neat. the several firearms and stuff that, that they use. I just think it's unbelievable, unbelievable get, um, amount of thought that goes towards into the it. end. I did get psyched out. I thought the Tachi comas were about to come in, but sadly those were not Tachi comas. Well, if it makes you feel better, there are Tachi comas in solid state society. I understand they have a full short about them. In my research on solid state society. I just need to watch it. I know where it is. Yeah. It's right over there. You know what's funny? I'll, I'll, I'll just share this right now. Um, quick story about solid state society. During Anime Expo 2007, when it was in Long Beach, <laughs> my friend Chris uh, came with me. Uh, like we brought him with, um, that was the second year I went, right? We brought my friend Chris for at least one day. And there was a woman, I think it was a woman, I don't, it's irrelevant to the story, but somebody was handing out um, ADV, somebody working for ADV was handing out Best Buy coupons. And there were two, there were two different coupons. There was a $5 off and like a 10% off or something coupon or something like that. And they were handing out these coupons um, for Best Buy. And then at one point, like we got a couple of them, like, you know, me and my friend and my, uh, my then girlfriend, now wife at the time grabbed one. And then uh, at some point while we were in that area, the person who was holding all these coupons just set them down and walked away. And my friend Chris went over, grabbed the entire stack of them. And he said, happy birthday. <laughs> and he gave them to me. And the thing about these coupons is that it says any ADV uh, films anime DVD on it, but it doesn't like, it's not expressly, I mean, obviously it says any ADV films anime, but um, to the people working at Best Buy, most of them didn't actually read it. So when the coupon didn't scan, they would just manually override. This was for sale for 10 bucks. <laughs> I kept one of the coupons in here because I got it for $5. <laughs> There because my friend Chris, my friend Chris took the entire stack. I I bought. I I probably saved over a hundred bucks worth of uh, worth of anime because of those those Best Buy coupons. Now the one of the most important topics anyway. to talk about in in this movie is how was the pace? I felt like it was on, one thing on I want to say about the visuals real quick. Something I, I keep, keeps coming into my head while you're talking. I just need to say it. One of the things I really love about this is the, the glow effect on Bato's head. There's like, there's like a, it's like a lens effect that is not done in animation ever. Uh, it's like where the light source is so harsh that it creates sort of a lens flare where, you know what I'm talking about? Where his hair, if you look at his face was white, his hair is white. And then there'd be like this glow effect of his hair popping up. I don't even know how they achieved it, but it looked really cool. Anyway, so the pacing. The pacing. I didn't think it was... There's a couple of scenes that are slow. Like, for instance, when they're talking to Hathaway. And, and right. uh, but um, 
but they're not the information. Like, okay, here's mm -hmm. a good example. I might have oversimplified it. I guess for me, it's like watching someone shoot shoot at a pipe. You want to see it explode, but you have to sit there and watch them load and cock the gun back to shoot the next pot to see it explode. Okay. But when it happens, it's exciting. You know, that's a boring example. So there's, there's, you're, what you're saying is there's, an, it's like watching uh, somebody light the fuse and you, and it's like, there's anticipation building up because the fuse is getting closer and closer and closer. It might take a long time to get there because you got to be behind, you know, the blast shield way, 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 many, right. many yards away but you're watching it the whole time. It's a slow burn and then it just explodes at that moment. Is that what you're basically saying? Uh, sort of like that, but smaller fuses so you can launch more sure. uh, bottle rockets, I guess. Or it's like, it's like going through the, you could say it's like going through the fireworks show before the finale. Right. So there's, there's little bits that are exciting here and there. And then there's just that eruption uh, at the end. Um, regarding the pacing. Shoot. I was going, I was going somewhere with the Hathaway thing. I don't totally. Oh, um, something that I think uh, this movie handled very well in, in anime where it is. I think the best example of this being done is death note where enormous portions of the anime, nothing really exciting is happening. I mean, a lot of times the character is not even moving. They're just sitting there, right? Or or writing. But they do those really intense scenes where the, the hand is like, you know, it's like, it's like all the way off the camera and stuff. Um, and they just, they, they used angles and aspect to aspect editing to a degree as well to... Um, to make what you're looking at more interesting. You're not sitting at the same shot forever and ever and ever. You actually have, um, while characters are talking, like for instance, you've got during the Hathaway scene, they're talking about stuff that's kind of important to the plot. And then it cuts to Togusa and he's looking up close at this doll in the, the plastic bag. You know, and you see like all this detail and stuff that's there that is keeping you interested and giving you something to look at so that your brain can focus on what you're hearing, you know? Um, and I think that they do uh, like the potato chip scene. Um, I think that they're doing, uh, they did a, a really phenomenal job um, in doing that without overdoing it the way that death note did. Although I will say that death note overdoing it works in its favor. I'm not saying that they, that overdoing it was a bad thing for death note. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that, I think they did a pretty phenomenal job um, on the movie. Um, what do you think so, about if you had to compare it to the first movie, though? What do you think? Two different beasts because they both deal with psychological, but two different aspects. One aspect was old China blending with new China, and things will never be the same. That that was one of the major themes of this movie. Which, by the way, what happened to the city in this movie? Because all those visual effects that you remember and that was in the live-action movie, was not in this. So are we in a different city? Or I was a little lost with where it was, but I was excited something, for the action to come. Right. Something that I found very interesting about it is that, for instance, the scene where Ishikawa was driving Bato, 
they're the only car on the road. Right. And the scenes are very specifically done in a way where I felt like that was more symbolic than what was actually happening because there are other scenes where, where he's driving and he's navigating the car around all these people that are around him. You know what I mean? Like the, there's people yeah. around, and he's trying not to hit people, you know, but uh, when he's driving much slower, but when they're driving fast, it's like, there's no other cars on the road. And I feel like it's, it was meant to isolate them, you know? And, but I, uh, I just realized that Wayne's from Wayne's world said it best. It's just like, it's just like Star Trek, the next generation. It's far superior than the first one, but it will never be as iconic as the original. Sure. And yeah, ironically, and I that's how I like feel the about more. I agree. Yeah. I would watch the second um, one this is, more, but Yeah, why is that? <laughs> I don't know why, because almost nothing happens in this or movie, action. but it's mesmerizing. It doesn't lecture you. Uh, actually, let's sure. move that up. It doesn't lecture you. That's the problem with the first movie. It lectures you, but it intrigues you. This movie, it intrigues you, and you want to explore more of what's going on in a more adventurous okay. sense the action the first movie it's more iconic the second movie it it's more faster faster and fluid pace two things number one yep. what other movie out there has a sequel that is as different from the beginning one as this like what other movies do that where they're just that drastically different in terms of tone number two Terminator. Well, very, very true. Um, in a, in a way, um, but because uh, Terminator One is a horror movie and Terminator Two is an action movie, and that same right. with Alien. Alien One is a horror movie. Yeah. Alien Two is an action movie. Um, and it's funny because in all job. of those, yeah, in all of those examples, um, the second one is far superior. But uh, was I saying before that? Yeah, number two. Then I. Interrupted you apparently. Oh. Um, oh, uh, yeah, Pitch Black and Chronicles of Riddick. That's another phenomenal example. That's a, a perfect example. Um, I guess I need to but, watch uh, those eventually. I have Pitch Black. They're, they're really good. Chronicles of Riddick is a, a, a really fun movie to watch. Um, the uh, Okay, so. I would like, personally, maybe I'm the only one who feels this way, I think I would like the first Ghosts in the Shell movie more if they redubbed it with the standalone complex voices. Because I, for, for me, I have a hard time re-watching the first movie. And, you know, and it's actually one of the major reasons why I hated Ghosts in the Shell Arise, other than that ridiculous haircut, is that um, Mary Elizabeth McGlynn who voices the major she's in arise, but not voicing the major. And I just don't get it. I don't understand why. Like I thought it was going to be a thing where, Oh, this character is going to die. And then the major is going to start using her voice as like an homage. And that's why they did this. Nope. Didn't happen. I have no idea why they did it, but um, I'd like to see the original dub redubbed with um, the standalone complex characters. Cause I just feel like, uh, it's such a, it's such a difficult property to talk about in regards. Cause it's like literally everything about it is just so breathtaking, you know? And I just oh, feel yeah. like every step of the way, it's like ghost in the shell is great. Ghost in the shell too, in my opinion is better. 
standalone complexes, like that's a, that's an amazing ride. And the thing that's interesting about standalone complex, because you were talking about how um, how there is uh, um, there's parts of it that are sort of there the the Bato and Togusa storyline kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I always thought it was interesting, and I know that this isn't what the the title means. I know that this isn't what the title means, but I always found it interesting that that there were certain episodes that were you could consider a standalone episode uh, in the, and then the rest of the series is the more complex um, storyline. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but there's just a, I just, oh, I can't, I can't say enough about the series. Um, and I really hope that um, anybody who's watching, who hasn't actually sat down and watched standalone complex, first of all, watch it dubbed. It's phenomenal dub. Unbelievable dub. Because if you watch it subbed, um, you will, there's so much techno babble going on that you will fall asleep because just you're just reading all this stuff that you're not mm -hmm. going to get. And the, the dub does such an incredible job where like you almost sort of zone out and then something important to the plot comes up because of you, you recognize it, I guess, because of musical cues and how, how the, 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 the scene is directed. But then all of a sudden it's like, you're, it's like in that they say, I'm, I'm sure I'm, verbatim repeating a conversation we've had on the podcast before but it's like when the when the person giving a speech says in conclusion and then they go to talk for another 20 minutes but by saying in conclusion everybody in the audience like it re-engages their brain you know it's like a trick that um speech writers use uh it's like there's a moment where all of a sudden you're zoning out with all the techno babble and then it sucks you back in for the point that's important to the plot you know and i i don't i don't know many other shows that can do that you know, I just, the dub on that thing is unbelievable. Yes, I have. I know Reese. I just, I'm passionate about this subject. <laughs> he says, I've, yeah, for the people ever, who are watching this after the fact, he said, I've talked about this before. Will we ever move past Ghost in the Shell? Oh. Will we? Well, what's after? What are we going to, oh, I guess we got to talk about what we're going to watch um, next oh. podcast. Let's see. Uh, going back to your question, the difference between the two. One's anim one's animated beautiful beautifully and rememberably. The other's CG almost almost perfect or timeless. And I think that it's almost like a juxtaposition. Because the first one is all um old school. Yeah. You know, hand drawn uh in the sort of Jinro style. And this one is such a divergence from that. Um that uh, I, it's like it's i feel like you could almost say that ghost in the shell one and ghost in the shell two are like um a high q you know like they're they're like a um uh, a sex robot soliloquy might we say no it's like a it's there, there's something poetic about about their differences you know and i just i feel like there's probably a lot of this that is just attributed after the fact but it does feel like um it feels like the incredible master plan from Oshi, you know, and I, I don't know. I mean, we're just going to gush about it for the next hour and a half. So let's, uh, let's get, uh, let's either find it, a topic to discuss or we'll, uh, no, I'll call this the last one. Cause we, we can double on Okay. one major one that the second movie has over the first one is atmosphere. <sighs> Instead of techno war the whole time, this one, uh -huh. Throws you in a loop in different situations and ways. 
Yeah, something I was going to bring up before when I was talking about the isolation is that the the way that they showed the city was real compact in view. And then you'd see those establishing shots of the uh, you see this establishing shots of the car in front of the place where Bato goes to buy the dog food, um, which is a phenomenal shot, by the way. But then you see these other scenes where you're like above the clouds in the city, yeah. you know, and it's just like all the birds flying around and it's just like this grand scheme where it's just larger than life, how big this city is and the parade going on with all the CG elephant creatures and whatnot, just unbelievable, drastic difference in, uh, oh, yeah. in how it was portrayed. All right. And would you recommend this movie? I would. And I just want to address something. Um, Reese is saying, I really like the long shot of the doors closing. Closing. Um, he's talking about that. There's like a digital orange and you can see them through the walls and they're, it's in the, it's in the um, scene with the, uh, the submarine uh, right. type right. thing. Yeah. I'm just clarifying for um, Danny. doesn't recall the scene. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. Do I recommend oh. it? Yes. This is one of I, I'm the one who made us watch it. <laughs> I enjoyed it and should have watched it earlier. Uh, I yeah. behind this behind the curtain, if you will. I was suggesting to AC and FDD and M uh, that we should probably do regular podcast cut than do this, but since uh, yeah, someone got banned. Yeah. That kind of was a no-go. Yeah, I know. The podcast has gone on quite... I, I need to figure out what I'm going to do, because I think I can use YouTube's Creator Studio to to cut out that huge chunk in the middle. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like this would be our time frame, but who knows? <laughs> yeah, we'll so, see. <laughs> I'll have to uh, figure it out. Okay, so anyway. next time. Yes, so the next podcast is going to be... On January the 25th, I believe. Yes. And slight update and slight update for people. Uh, I am having car issues and to revive car, I'm probably going to have to delay my move. So yeah, that's probably going to be sometime in the summer, sadly. Yeah. So um, I'm working a um, chiropractic convention a live stream that starts on the 26th. So undoubtedly the next podcast, I will be in California, meaning that we're going to have another one of those ones. Like when I was at um, anime expo where I do it for my in-laws house and it's just a whole different, <laughs> all different fiasco. So, <clears throat> so we will see. Um, also Danny's mentioning that the Pat labor movies also have vastly different atmospheres. Uh, I would totally be okay with us doing Pat Labor as a future uh, watch club. At some point, um, we should uh, we should do um, each like it should be Pat Labor one next podcast. Pat Labor, two, you know what I mean? I feel like that would be a really because again, those have a lot to discuss too. Not as much as I don't think right. as Ghost in the Shell, but I think it would be. I don't a great, know. Great I keep movie. hearing things about two. But I don't uh, know. I, it's great. Yeah. No, they're they're phenomenal movies. I'm just saying that I think that I think that Ghost in the Shell we have because we 
<clears throat> because when we when you see Ghost in the Shell, there's so much to the franchise that you want to talk about, like all the stuff with standalone complex and, and the laughing well, man. And they, all stuff. they know, they know. We just talked about yeah. it. <laughs> so, so with Pat Labor, um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't sat down. I've only watched the movies. I haven't sat down and gotten a chance to watch the series. I'd love to if we want to do that for a watch club. Um, I don't know how hard it is to get those anymore. But um, um, but yeah, I think we should just, we should we should consider it anyway. Um, just so this is discussed now, can you do two versions of this podcast, abridged mm-hmm. and unabridged? I can, I can make uh, make that. That that's how the the thing works. Just to clarify for Danny, who says, "Do not cut anything." I did not follow from the start. There's a big portion in the middle where all where there's no other audio. What I'll do is I'll cut it from the port where I figure out that that we've blocked Augie. And I don't know how to unblock him and just cut out a big chunk where I'm just like reading to myself how to get him back on or try to get him back on. Uh, and I'll just cut it to the point where Mr. Nice Guy comes on. All right. To, in order to fill up some space um, that way, uh, um, that way you guys will be like, or you know, because Danny, Danny has to tune in and out because uh, he's working during the time the podcast goes on. That way you'll be able to, to still get it without just a big chunk in the middle where I'm just reading and have no idea what I'm going to do because I can't get Augie back on the podcast. Uh, so anyway, for the next podcast, we are going to watch Dakota and, and see at the beginning of the podcast, I just got in. So I had to unpack my load to show today. So, so we will be watching Dokoida and Project Blue Earth SOS. <laughs> Can never remember how you, how you say this title. <laughs> um, Ooh, it's hermetically sealed. This is only three volumes. Uh, it's kind of All like one um, It's kind of like Figure Seventeen, where there's what six episodes. Three episodes, six but they're episodes, all forty-five minutes. Six episodes, forty-five minutes each. Yeah. So, um, so we're gonna watch this. This is also oh, this, streamable. This must have been the one came up. Yeah. Yeah, it's streamable on Country. Roll. I was just noticing this one. They're all sealed except for the second one. Maybe uh, yep. this is one of the shows where the second DVD is where the uh, art box came with it. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're gonna watch this and and Dokoida, both series or just one. Both series are on Crunchyroll. Uh, right. One is on Crunchyroll. Dorcoida is uh, really easy cheap. to get. Very easy to get. Um, I will just say if you if you're deciding whether or not you want to watch Dorcoida, I've actually started it already because I know that it's going to be really hectic for me the next uh, podcast. Um, it's kind of like Chobits in terms of the feel, uh, not in terms of the setting or the or the story. In terms of the feel, it's kind of like it has a Chobits vibe, um, but it is uh, it takes sort of that Tokusatsu um, Ultraman, you know, Defender of Earth kind of thing, and it really flips it on its head. Uh, and they do some very funny things with, uh, for instance, the characters living uh, situations, which I'm not going to get into, but um, I, I think. It wouldn't if you get it cheap. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be a bad thing to have in your collection. You know, I'll just say that. All right, shall we wrap things up? Let's let's wrap it up. All right. 
All right, you guys. Well, thank you for, for watching. Um, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you on January 25th at the same time and place. Um, and don't forget to check out AniTuber Expo. Again, the links to everything you need. You can follow the link to the Facebook uh, document, and then the document will have all the links from, from the stuff we discussed in this podcast. And you can take that to the uh, playlist for AniTuber Expo. And uh, also... Um, I really recommend just giving some time to the to the video by 42 Believer regarding the whole thing about the anime Matsuri guy, um, just because I think that it's important to know about that stuff. Because again, this is all alleged sexual harassment, but when you've got you know like numerous different women coming forward with you know private messages and DMs on Twitter and private messages on Facebook and stuff. It really stacks the cards against uh, your character, you know? So anyway, um, I'll, we'll catch you next time and uh, we'll see you on the 25th. All right. So, Hey, stay warm, buy your milk, buy your bread and survive the blizzard that's supposed to come. <laughs> All right, guys. Oh yeah.